The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There we go. 
And then it finishes with instruments, so you don't hear him say anything. Uh, good evening, dear listener. Uh, a slow, gentle start to the show, I would say. Uh, you all right, Catherine? Yeah, yeah. There yeah, we go. My headphones uh, on the wrong way around. Well, that will explain why you're hearing the end of the show first, you silly sausage. This is the late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is there. We have Jay Foreman with us this evening. Good evening. Hello, Jay. Ian Lee. How are you? I'm good. It's nice to see you. We've been talking for the last 15 minutes. Uh, comedian, performer, writer, musician, all of these kinds of things. There's a reason you're here, but we're in the middle of quite a geeky Beatles chat. Is that all right, Kath? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just go to my happy place. Oh, if you want to phone in and, and chat Beatles with us, 0344 499 1000. There is, a, there is kind of a reason to, to why Jay is here, and we will get to that in a minute. Oh, get, we're going to ask for some money off you as well. I hope you don't mind, dear listener. There's, there's, there is a great cause... Uh, doesn't that sound cheesy? But there is actually a great cause, and there is a great way to donate money towards this great cause. We will get to that in a second. You have your phones and tablets and computers ready. It, it, not much, a few quid, and you can pledge. What were we just talking about, Jay? We were talking about the Beatles in some way. It, in some way, but I can't remember what it was, and it seemed so important at the time. Right, OK, so you were talking oh. about Denny Lane, and then you moved on. You oh. talk, first of all, you are talking about um, 15 minutes of the Beatles waiting to do their actual no, job, okay, and I it remember being hilarious. Point. OK, I've got it. Time out. You're in. Time out. OK. So Tim Heidecker does this spoof cop show called Decker where he gets kind of 60s and 70s pop stars to have minor roles in it. He's had a couple of the Beach Boys in it. Um, and he had Denny Lane in an episode. Denny Lane from... The Denny Lane. The Denny Lane. But in the trailer for it, it was billed as... Um, uh, in, in tiny letters from, huge letters... Paul McCartney, <laughs> tiny letters and wings, Denny Lane. You see, uh, Denny Lane should have known that was going to happen as soon I as he decided he to join a band that had Paul McCartney in it. He knew that was going to happen for the rest of his life. Uh, we had Denny Lane on the show, and a lovely man, yeah. a really, really nice guy. And I said to him, I, I said to him, thinking the answer would be, yeah, he did it all the time. I said, did Paul ever, during those ten years you were in Wings, did Paul ever just sit at the piano and go, Denny Lane? And he went... Oh, no, no, you never did that. I never thought of that, actually. You never thought that your name, Denny Lane, sounds exactly like Penny Lane? I would have thought that's how he got the job. You would think so, wouldn't it? Um, you Tell us right. Tell us why you are here, what it is you are doing. You're doing a thing with Mark Watson. I am. Who I'm, I love Mark Watson. I think he's one of this country's funniest people. I think he's, he's great, wonderful. isn't he? So, Mark Watson, every few years or so, he does his uh, marathon show where yeah. he will do, uh, well, this year it's 26.2 hours straight comedy. Yeah. And he's been doing this for years and what he does every time he does this show is he asks comedians to come forward and attempt some sort of record-breaking thing, some sort of marathon thing. Right. So, there's a comedian this year who's attempting to teach himself French in 24 hours. Um, and I've, just, I've decided to volunteer my services. Um, I'm going to be setting myself a challenge this year in one day to yeah. play on the guitar and sing every Beatles song ever. From memory. You're not doing the, the, the book. You've no, not got the book. No chord books, no lyric sheets. All, all just my memory. You're doing it. Now, listen, um, you can bid on songs. Me and Catherine have uh, bought a song for you, dear listener. We have bought Revolution Number 9. I knew somebody would. Well, we had to. I mean, we had to. We played that on, on air. Really? Yeah, we played it, and we added stuff on top of it. Imagine. Did anybody notice? No, I don't think they did. Uh, no one listens. Um, so, if, right, it would be great if... You, listen, you can go on, and, and if you want a bit of love... What is the charity, first of all? Let's get uh, The charity is uh, Dementia Revolution. Okay. And uh, it's a combination of two dementia charities who are joining forces, and they are one of the sponsors for the London Marathon this year. Okay. I think. Okay. And, this is, and I know that you have personal 
as, as most people do, unfortunately, these days, you've got personal... Most people do, yeah. As my grandpa had Alzheimer's yeah. for the last 10 years of his life, and it was really hard for the whole family, especially for my grandma. So it's a, it's a cause quite close to my heart. So I'm it, glad to be able to raise money yeah, for it. Yeah, and, it is, I mean, you know, it's not a rarity, unfortunately. I mean, you know, my granddad had it. I'm sure most of the listeners, someone's, it will have cropped up somewhere in their life. People can go and buy or bid on Beatles songs for you to perform on the day. Yes, so on my website there is a list of all 186 Beatles songs in alphabetical order, and uh, next to it you can click and put your name. So the website is jayforman, J-A-Y, Foreman, F-O-R-E-M-A-N.co.uk, jayforman.co.uk. You click on there, there's a list of the songs. Here's some of the songs we've got available. Birthday is available. No one's taken birthday. No one's taken birthday. I mean, oh, my... Whenever people say, the Beatles never did a bad song, <laughs> I, I point them to Blue Jay Way. I once did a, a podcast where I had to try and choose what was my least favourite Beatles song. Yeah. And the three of us were arguing which is the worst song. Go on. I nominated Don't Pass Me By. Oh, no. Because, so Ringo only wrote two songs on his own for the whole Beatles <laughs> career. Octopus's Garden, lots of people love. I suspect that he had a lot of help for George on that one. I think yeah. George might have been responsible for oh. everything that made that song palatable. Oh, if you watch Let It Be, you see George pretty much writing it for him. Yeah, and because George is such a nice guy, he doesn't want to swoop in there and get credit because, no. you know, he's, he's got enough money. But the only time <laughs> Ringo actually did a song all on his own, yeah. it was Don't Pass Me By. I've talked about this before, but basically... This is the one opportunity he has to give himself a fantastic drum part, yeah. a drum solo even. Yeah. And it sounds like a drum kit falling down the stairs. Yeah. And there's no guitars, which is unusual for a Beatles song. And have you ever listened to and really thought about the lyrics of Don't Pass Me By? You were in a car crash and you lost your hair. Yeah, that's going to take some explaining. But also, what is great about Don't Pass Me By is, I think it came, it came out on the White Album, which was 68. Mm -hmm. And there is an interview from 1964... Where Ringo's saying, well, I'm writing a song called Don't Pass Me By, and um, I think it's going to be great. It took him four years <laughs> to write You Were In A Car Crash and You Lost Your Hair. I like to imagine that he wrote it sort of one line at a time. He was doing it in chronological <laughs> order. He got as far as the first line in 1964, finally finished it in time for the White Album. There are some great songs still available. Cry Baby, Cry. Dear Prudence, I mean, these are masterpieces. I should stress that if your favourite song has gone, uh, you can still sponsor without picking a song. Oh, can you? Oh, yes. Well, hang on a minute. They, 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 they pick, a, pick a song you like. Just because your favourite one's gone, I don't know, pick your second favourite song, guys. I'm hoping... You're, you're trying to do this so that you don't get all of the songs covered and you can, you can finish <laughs> in 45 minutes. Well, I have to play all 186 songs, oh. whether they're sponsored or not. Uh-oh. But okay. if they are sponsored, it means that before I start playing, I go, and uh, this one here is sponsored by... I look down at my sheet and say, um, Ian Lee. And then, I, and then I sing the song. Ray has called in. Let's see what Ray's got for us. Good evening, Ray. Good evening. I'm, I'm so glad you've got Jay on your show because um, he owes you money. I watch his, uh, I watch, no, I watch his YouTube channel, which is fantastic. Oh, oh thank you, Ray. He, he does this uh, song where he names all the tube stations on the underground network, and it's Ooh. terrific. Oh yeah, thanks for thanks for um, reminding me, Ray. Yeah, I've got. I've got uh, <laughs> I've got a song where I sing every tube station. I forgot yeah, to mention yeah. that. I seem to have this thing about your, completing lists. That should have been your opening gambit. By the way, before we talk about the Beatles, I did, you know my tube station song? That really is... <laughs> so what I'm, I'm noticing about you, Jay, is that you really like remembering stuff. That's the theme I seem to be setting, yeah. I'm going to trap myself, and the next thing I do is also going to have to be a feat of memory. <laughs> um, OK, so you're a fan of, Jay, uh, of Jay's, yeah. Ray. Oh, yes. OK, yeah. Uh, anything else you, you want to... 
Um, well, OK, I mean, uh, an easier song for him to do, uh, if, if not that, is Bin Bin Bin. <laughs> What's Bin Bin Bin? This is one of the songs from my uh, comedy set, because I sing funny songs, and Bin 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 is an original composition. Uh, it's only uh, about 30 seconds. Can we hear it? You, ha- hear you have it. a guitar here yeah, by coincidence. Here I thought I was going to play Beatles songs, but here is a rendition of my song called Bim Bim Bim. Here we go. <clears throat> Bim 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 Second verse, same as the first. Bim 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 Third verse, same as the first and the second. Bim 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 Thanks for this, Ray. Bim 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 Fourth verse, similar to the first, second and third. Bim 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 Verse completely different from the first, second, third, and fourth. And then <laughs> I held her in my arms for the last time. Sixth verse, same as the first, second, and third. Bim, 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 the end. Fantastic. You're listening to Talk Radio UK. Thank you very much, Ray. I made the mistake, uh, 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 Jay, Jay Foreman is here with us, jforeman.co.uk if you want to go and bid on those Beatles songs. And it can be, look, if you've got a lot of money, put a lot of money in. If you've got a few quid, just put a few quid in. I'm guessing a few quid is okay. If Anything's people... okay. You can put pennies in if you like. Oh, don't put pennies but in. Don't. Put, put, I mean, put a minimum of maybe 200 pennies. But go, go on there, and if you see a song, just put a few quid in. Um, I made the mistake at the start of that rather silly song of making eye contact with you and then having to keep that eye contact <laughs> for the whole thing. I didn't want to break it because I didn't want to let you down. I didn't want to let me down. I have put off um, live in concert. I've had dirty looks from both Prince and Neil Diamond. Oh, really? Who made you feel the worst? Oh, Diamond did. Diamond crushed me. Because I was very... The, the Prince was... I was, like, in the fourth row for a Prince concert at the O2. Diamond, I, I accepted an invitation I've never accepted before or since. I went to an, one of those, an audience with at ITV. And I was in the second row, and Neil Diamond singing Crackling Rosie. And I start blasting out Crackling Rosie. And he looks at me as if to say, shut up. <laughs> I am singing this. I am Neil Diamond. When is this... Um, so when is this whole extravaganza happening? It's the it- event starts on the 27th of February in the Pleasance, London. But because it's a 24-hour event, yeah. my bit doesn't start until the 28th in the morning. Oh. And my aim is to finish all 186 Beatles songs before the show finishes... At 9pm on the 28th. Oh, OK, right. I was going to say, if, you, if we were on air, we, we, we'd, we'd nip in and have some of it. Right. OK. I'm just... Can I... Can I, I don't know how to do this, right? Because you, you're going to have to earn your keep. <laughs> how... I was gonna, I'm going to ask the question that popped in my head, even though it's rude. How I'm looking good, forward to this. How good are you? I'm just going to... Can I just throw, like, a title at you? Please do, yeah. And you go for it. And then when we get bored... Can Kath then throw a title at you and then you can can we do that? We can do this as long as you like. I mean, if I'm going to be trained up for this exercise, I'm supposed to know every single Beatles songs, all the lyrics, all the little twiddly bits on the guitar. So um, I'm right. ready if you are. OK, you, you've, got, uh, you've got a good list of Beatles songs. Yeah. Do you want to start? Mm, OK. Throw, throw one at him. Don't let me down. Nobody ever loved me like she did. Ooh, she does <laughs> me. Yes, yeah, she does. Dr. Robert. Be my friend, I said, Then all night he'll be there anytime at all, Dr. Robert. And your bird can sing. Doctor, tell me that you got everything <laughs> you want. And your bird can sing, but you don't get me. Can we keep him? This is the whole show. You don't get me. 
Julia. Julia. Oh, he's good. Sleeping, oh. sleeping something. Sleeping something. Ocean child calls me. Back in the USSR. I don't know why it's so funny. Have you ever seen, by the way, the, um, there's a trick I do in my live show where I get the audience to shout out a song and I sing it where the syllables yes. are delayed by one. So I'll just explain this. This Basically, is insane. This is a trick I do in my live set where um, I'll give you an example. You know the song that goes... Do, a deer, a female deer, yeah. ray. So if I sing that song but I start singing it one syllable delayed behind the tune, it sounds like this. Doa, deer, a female, deer, ray, a drop of golden... Son, me a name I call myself Far a long, long way to Oh, God. <laughs> and so on and so on. But the challenge is if I can do that to any song you throw at me. So uh, we might as well try a Beatles song. Paperback writer, please. Dear, dear, Sora, madam, will you read my book? It's <laughs> me, it's too right, will you take it? Sounds like me playing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It hurts my head. Thank you. It really hurts. So my, uh, I've got to avoid the temptation to do that <laughs> syllables trick when I'm trying no. to be serious and raise money for charity. So you re- you're going to do all of the songs. We're going to let you have a break for a sec, just Thank for a you. second. You're going to do all of the Beatles songs. How many is it? 180? 186. I got that number from, have you ever seen a book called Revolution in the Head? Oh, yes. It, oh, it's a great book, isn't it? So it is a list of every Beatles song ever recorded. And it's helpfully numbered 1 to 186 in oh. the order that they were recorded. And that's the order I'll be playing it in, by the way. So you're not doing alphabetical? You're no, doing I'm it... not. Okay, and you're not doing bootlegs? Nope. So no shouting out Commonwealth or what a shame, <laughs> Mary Jane, none of that? None of that, no. Nothing so... from the anthology, no, uh, nothing, um, no covers either, which is actually a pity because it means I don't get to do Twist and Shout or yeah. Money. That's what I want. So, um, that's your encore. Well, if, if I've still got the fingers for it, if my fingers aren't bleeding and my throat hasn't jumped out of my, my mouth, then, then yeah, I'll be happy to do an encore. Dave, let's have a little break and then we'll come back. Uh, go and get pen and paper, dear listener, because honestly, this is, I, I don't know why I find this so funny, but it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's wonderful. Um, if you want to phone up and have a word with Jay, you're very welcome to 0344 499 1000. He is working this evening. He is, you know, we are making him sweat. Uh, me and Kath have chucked in a few quid. It, 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 you've got, it's it's got to be worth it. It's for D- Dementia Alzheimer Charities. Um, I will give the link to go to his page um, so you can you can um, pledge on a song if you want. I'll do that in a second. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been lifting it. You keep it down, we can hear it, it's all good. We've got Jay Foreman with us, uh, comedian, performer, singer, songwriter. Rememberer. Rememberer. Mm-hmm. We were trying to... Ah, I nearly remembered the name of the, the remembering guy, Dominic. Yes. Somebody. Do you remember the remembering guy? Mr oh. Memory. So he used to go on TV and flip a pack of cards and then recite it back. Yes. We were talking about him, he's quite tall, had a moustache. And we couldn't remember his name the other day. And we How try... ironic. I know. <laughs> and we try and avoid Googling stuff we on this show. We... And I have emailed him in did, the past. Oh, did, did you, you? remember yeah. to reply? <laughs> he replied and said, no, thank you. He said, get knotted. I'm, not, I, I'm more than just memory. I'm, I, I can name colours as well. No one asked me for my colour act. No one asks for that. Um, so Jay is doing a performance as part of Mark Watson. Well, tell me the full name of the Mark, Mark Watson's twenty-six point two hour comedy marathon. Jesus, that guy's insane. Um, He's and- done this loads of times. He used to do at the Edinburgh Fringe. He'd yeah. do a twenty-four hour show, 
and despite the fact that that would ruin him every time, he's now <coughs> decided to do it regularly, and this time for it to be 26.2 hours. Lo- Apparently because that makes it more like, like a marathon. More like a marathon. <laughs> I love Mark Watson so much, partly because um, I was going through a bit of a tough time recently, and I don't know him. I've met him a couple of times, like years ago, and he just sent me a little DM on Twitter saying, hang, hang in there, man, it'll be all right, which I thought was, was, was wonderful in this horrible, vacuous business. Um, I don't know why I've gone all camp tonight, but I'm enjoying it. I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking with it. I think this could be the new me. Um, but also, he's, he's funny, man. He's great, He's yeah. so funny. He's just brilliant. He does this wonderful show on Radio 4. Is he still doing that? They always seem to play the show on, on Radio 4, and I, can't, I, I don't know if they're new or old. If it's not on Radio 4, it's bound to be on Radio 4 Extra. Yeah, they're, they're always playing. And I've, I haven't seen him do stand-up, actually, probably, God, for maybe 10, 12 years. But he's just, he's just funny. So he's doing that. Are there tickets still available for that, if people? Oh, I don't know. But if you go to the website for The Pleasants, which yep. is uh, pleasants.co.uk, then they should let you know. And uh, most of the people that attend these shows, they go every year. They go right. every time. Because it's not so much a comedy show as like a, a cult thing. And do they stay for the whole thing or do they do it in shifts? You're stay... allowed to leave, but not for more than an hour. Otherwise, they'll give your ticket to someone else. <laughs> Apparently, most people that turn up to those shows, they do stay for the whole thing. Wow. They bring, you know, packed lunches and sleeping bags. And wear nappies. Do you... So you can go for an hour. You can go out for an hour and come back in having eaten something else? I would, this is the thing, though. If you're in there for, like, five hours and you stay there, Dredge, we'll come to you in a second. You'll like Dredge. He's a, good, he's a nice guy. But you stay there for, like, four or five hours and you, so you're in... You're getting a little bit high from it. It's a little bit becomes a slightly psychedelic experience because yeah. you're immersed in this thing. And then you go out in the real world for, like, an hour. I don't know if I'd want to go back in because... It would. I'd feel a bit dirty. Do you well, know? that's one of the reasons I'm there. If people get bored of what's happening on the main stage, they can pop to the room round the corner where I'm going to be doing my Beatles thing for approximately nine and a half hours. Approximately. And nine. I'm hoping that when people come to watch me for a bit, they'll be joining in and singing along, harmonising. Oh, I see. I see. You're relying on the audience to fill in the How blanks. How are you going to adapt to normal society after that? <laughs> I don't know. I think by the end of it, my worry is that after nine and a half hours, I'm going to be sick of the Beatles. <laughs> I've never been that before, but I might be after that. Um... If you want to um, sponsor a song, pledge a song, buy a song, whatever you want to call it, uh, if you go to Jay Foreman, um, J-A-Y Foreman, F-O-R-E-M-A-N.co.uk, and it's got, it explains everything, and then you just scroll down, and then there's a list of songs that are available. For example, a lot of the eyes, I'll get you, I'm a loser, I'm a down, I'm down, I'm happy just to dance with you. They're available. You then go back up to the top and click on the Virgin Money Giving thing and donate, and it's uh, for Alzheimer's and dementia charities. It's, it's, all, it's all in a good cause. It's all legit, guys, is what I'm trying to say. He is legit. He will do this. The money will go somewhere good. Uh, oh, thanks, guys. You're doing my job for oh, me. It's a pleasure, man. It's honestly, you're, you're, you're going to work hard in a second. Dredge, you're through to Jay. So you're doing all these songs just on an acoustic guitar? That's Ooh. right. It's going to be just me <laughs> and a guitar and probably the audience joining in and clapping. Dredge sounds How disappointed. You... What do you want him to do? One man band? I, I've got How... a prediction of the, the question you're about to ask me. How are you going to do the end of day in the life? Oh, oh, he was holding up nine fingers for Revolution Number Nine. Our I song, was. Catherine. It uh, will forever be our song, my darling. <laughs> well, can you play? Can you play the end of Day in the Life? Do you mean the bit that goes? Ah, is it never? Cause the only other one. That one. No, no, no. You know the bit that goes. You know Day in the Life. Oh, you mean the the really long note that goes? Yeah. I was no, Jake, keep quiet. Shush. Quiet, please. Not that bit. 
A well, hang on. Trench? So you don't mean the long I, note at the end. You don't I mean, mean the, the orchestral, the orchestral, the orchestral orgasm. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Oh, you mean that bit? That like. I mean, okay. Let me work it out. So. Love to tell yeah. That's it. That's, uh, that's as close as I can get because I haven't got an orchestra. Will that yeah. do? That, that, that will do. You do sound disappointed. Got to be honest, Rich. You sound disappointed. Yes, he didn't go up for the count of twenty-one or however long it is. Uh, I just got the. I was going to be Mal Evans there, going one, two, but but come on, man, he's doing his best. <laughs> Yeah, you're doing very well. Very, 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 very well. What do you want, Dredge? What more do you want from the man? He's remembering hundreds of songs. Hundreds of songs. It's incredible. It's brilliant, yeah. Quick, Dredge, just say a song off the top of your head, see if you can play it. Okay, the worst Beatles song, Don't Bother Me. Um, Since she's been gone, I want no one to talk to me. It's not to blame, it's just the same as plain to see. Don't bother me, leave me alone. Don't bother me. I know well. Was that? That's a great song. Well, it's a throwaway, but what? That's a lovely little jaunty dance number. It was George Harrison just about finding his way. Although his second song, You Like Me Too Much, basically is uh, that spawned the career of the choral. Oh, God. (laughs) Unlucky. Here's, Here's a question we always do, and I can never remember the answer. To it, Dredge. Maybe you remember the answer. Jay, Jay will work it out because Jay's brain is like a computer. Is it uh, four? No. What in order of song? So the, the in in order of songs released by the Beatles, as we would have heard them. Yes. What was the first song to not feature the title in the lyrics? Oh, that's a Thank good you. question, isn't it? Isn't it a good question? Don't is you this, quite are, you, uh, are you quizzing me? I'm quizzing you. And you know the answer, and you want to see if I can get it. I, I, can't I, remember, can't, can I can never remember. We, I'm going to try and have a lot. Right, if I had a bit longer, I'd get it right. But is it I'm gonna, Love I, You Too from Revolver? I, I think it might be. Because if it is, do I get some sort of a prize? Um, yeah, you get Dredge. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you get Dredge as you're saying. It is Revolver. It is Revolver, and I can't remember. It's in, in terms If it's Revolver, I, I think I got it right. Tomorrow never knows. Ah, but tomorrow never knows comes after. It does. Yeah, you. Um, it's love you too. Oh, yes. What? Hooray! This guy's great. This guy knows his onions and his Beatles. Most of my Beatles knowledge comes from that book, Revolution in the Head, which yeah. has all of those songs in order. Have you read the Mark Lewison um, book that's like twelve hundred pages long no, and only goes I, up to nineteen sixty-two? No, but I keep noticing that every time uh, there's a, a footnote yeah. in Revolution in the Head or a Wikipedia article about the Beatles yeah. or any conversation about the Beatles, they refer to this Mark Lewison book. Some book so I man. feel like I've read it already. It's some. It's some book. Um, uh, uh, Rachel Lichtman, who is a, a kind of a satirist that I, I, I quite like. I mean, when the book came out, she tweeted, I'm on page 896. I don't know anything about the Beatles, but I know that Ringo's grandfather stole a hat once. <laughs> <laughs> it's that detailed. Anything else, Dredge, before I cut you off? Have you ever seen the... Oh! oh! <laughs> too... Sorry, I was too trigger-happy, Dredge. I apologise. Call back in. Simon is on the line. Good evening, Simon. Good evening. Good evening, good evening. Good evening. What have you got for us? I've got a well. I've got a general question. Well, I want some advice, but oh. if it's the wrong if it's the wrong time, I don't mind calling back later. Is it advice about Beatles records? No. Is it advice about remembering stuff? <laughs> no. Uh. Maybe could you call back after eleven? Maybe. Yeah, sure. Is that all right? Are you okay? Yeah, you, you, you sure you're, you sound a bit down? You okay? 
I just need. Well, yeah, I'm all right. I just um, want to pick your brains and the listeners' brains, hopefully. Give us a give us a little hint as to what it's about to keep the listener tempted. <laughs> it's about my cat. We're in. We'll speak to you after eleven. <laughs> speak to you. After, big big supporter of cats on this show. Big supporter of cats. Although my two get my three. I forgot one of my cats. Then look at that. Isn't that why my two kittens are getting on my nerves? It's ever so Well, slightly. and you encouraged one to gouge me earlier on. Yes, so I did. I did. Um, quick, Kath, name a Beatles song. Uh, Norwegian Wood. I once had a girl, or should I say, she once had me. The Inner Light. Um, Without looking out of what your door, I can go While my guitar gently weeps. Catch you walk. See the love there that's sleeping. You won't see me. Uh, when I call, you this are is the best. I want to own him. My life has changed. I have had the words enough. Um, the, um, now that I know what I feel must be right, I'm here to show everybody the light. Give the word a chance to say. Savoy truffle. Um, the um, cream. Tangerine. We're being mean Not and he's doing more. it. Go on, two more, two more. Strawberry fields. Um, Living is easy with eyes closed. <laughs> Misunderstanding all you see. Everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey. Um, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Take it easy. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> Take it easy. Everybody's got something to hide. And so on and so oh, on. Oh, mate, I'm good. Put so your guitar good. down. You've, you've <laughs> earned your keep tonight. We, oh, we, thank you. We bullied you a little bit there. That was great. How do you know, how do you know them all? I guess that's the thing. Well, do, some we, of them I've never played before. I'm pretty sure I've never <laughs> played Everybody's Got Something right. to Hide Except Me and My Monkey. I've got this... Um, uh, I'm lucky enough I've got the skill where if I've heard the song once or twice before, yeah. I can play it on guitar straight away. That's not the problem. The problem is learning the, the words. The words, yeah. Actually, the, the biggest problem of this is... Um, I mean, the fact that I'm going to be singing Beatles songs is immaterial. The real struggle is going to be constantly singing and playing yeah. for nine hours whilst preserving my throat and my fingers. And basically, if I was given any nine-and-a-half-hour task to do, the way I would make it go quickly in my head is to think about the career of the Beatles, to make the time go fast. Yeah. So doing Beatles songs is going to be great fun for me, but you know, the only struggle is singing for that long catheterized is that you you getting medical assistance no i've not looked into it at all i need to i can't ask. go 45 minutes without having a pee these days yeah, so nine point. hours you're gonna take the guitar to the toilet and stay mic'd up <laughs> i hadn't thought of that either i don't I know do that. I mean, well the thing is because this is a challenge that i've set myself i guess that means i can set my own rules so i might as well say i can take as many breaks as i want i can make as many mistakes as i want as long as I can say by the end of the day that every Beatles song yep. is, to the audience's satisfaction, ticked off. Okay. But I am allowed to go to the toilet. Okay. I All think right. that's for everyone's interest. I think that's fair. I think that's. I think that's decent. You know, we don't want to be too hard on the on the lad. Um, and uh, I, let's give everything else a little plug. Are you doing any other shows at the moment? You've got stuff lined up? Uh, I've got a tour at the moment uh, taking around the country called Disgusting Songs for Revolting Children. Oh. So when I don't sing Beatles songs, I sing my own songs. Okay. And at the moment, I'm doing a child-friendly uh, show. Oh, mate, really? T- tell, tell me more. For what age kind of kids? Uh, six plus, although um, massive this, children this are welcome to. Uh, grown-ups without children come to my shows all the time. And my next gig that I'm aware of is uh, in Dereham in Norfolk. But if you can check my website, jforman.co.uk, UK. There's a list of all my upcoming shows on there. Let's uh, let's have a hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I'm on your website. Yeah, unfortunately, because the website is dedicated to mostly to the Beatles, it means you have to scroll <laughs> really right far down to find oh, my line, to find my live shows. But they're there. 
Here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Well, listen, we have to find a gig to take take out separate kids. <laughs> yeah. We have we have kids separately. Uh, we have to take a uh, to bring our kids along to oh, this. Oh, they would love that because they would. They my boys love music. They love live music. We're getting Alan Caddick to speak to Jay definitely. Um, and all right, we'll go through this and we'll find. I'm going to find a, a date that we can come along and bring our kids. Oh, brilliant. Um, it's uh, so why why a kids show though? Well, I had it's a, a great show, idea. I had a show at the Fringe a few years ago. Um, that it wasn't a kids show, but it happened to be in the Pleasant Dome in the venue that's normally used for children's shows. Right. And I had a lot of parents turning up, and they said, "You know what? It's such a shame you've got so much swearing in your show because if it weren't for the swearing, in every other way, it looks like it could have been a really good children's <laughs> show." Yeah. And I thought about it, and I thought, oh, that's a good idea. So I went back the year after with a very similar show, but with the swearing taken out, and I called it Jay Foreman's Disgusting Songs for Revolting Children. Beautiful. And it was the most fun I'd ever had. And I sold a lot more CDs than ever before. <laughs> so I thought, well, I guess I'm doing some children's shows now. My kids, unfortunately, the age of seven and nine, will be disappointed at the lack of swearing. They've just discovered swear words, and they, they come up to me and go, Daddy, Daddy, can I ask you, is, is F a swear word? I go, yes, F is a, F is a very big swear word. How would you use it in a sentence? Yeah. And I kind of, I've, I've told them. My daughter said... That They're going to do it. They're going to do it properly. My daughter said the other one had used the C word the other day. Oh, yeah, I've had that. Oh, wow. I mean, it if the crap. kids want it, to... It was fine. It was crap. Yeah, I know. If, <laughs> if your kids like swearing so much, they're more than welcome to come to my adult shows. Because <laughs> yeah. me and Kath, years and years ago, well, about 10 years ago, I was doing um, volunteer work at Great Ormond Street uh, uh, on Radio Lollipop. And it's basically, I was doing a phone-in show. I was doing this phone-in show, but for kids. And it was it was so funny. It was honestly it was hilarious. I was I found it funny anyway. <laughs> and me and Kath have been talking for ages about a Drecher you spoke to actually suggested wouldn't it be great to do like a phoning show for kids on a Saturday morning here? It would be great. It's probably never going to happen under the current regime, and that's fine. But then we we're thinking maybe we go and do a live show for kids. We could do that somewhere, but I don't quite. Still haven't quite. Worked out, what it, out is. what it would be, but I think there's. I, I would love to. Let's let's uh, say hello to Alan, and then we're going to let you go, Jay. You've worked hard, you've sweated for us, you've sung for us, Alan. You have managed to stay awake this time. You fell asleep yesterday. Oh, I don't know what happened there, boss. Yeah, well, you I fell did. asleep. You were breathing very deeply. Your eyes were closed. We went to you after 15 minutes of you being on hold, and you were asleep. And then a weird alarm went off. You woke up and turned your phone off. I thought you disconnected the call. No, mate, you disconnected the call in your sleep. Yeah. Sally told me what happened. There we go. As long as as long as long Sally's keeping you up to date, your ex-lawyer, and I've noticed that she no longer wants to represent you uh, for legal reasons, um, you're through to Jay Foreman. Would you like to uh, ask him anything? Well, not tonight. I'm feeling a bit down. Oh, no. Well, we, Jay, we're going to get one more song for you. Maybe a song in a second that could help cheer Alan up because the Beatles bring so much joy and love. But Alan, what's wrong? I think I'm suffering from anxiety and depression. Oh, my God! What a bombshell to drop on us! Dude, what's happened, brother? Everything's going on top of me. Oh, mate. OK, well, some practical stuff. How long has this been going on for? Uh, I can't give a time because I've just dawned on me tonight. OK, well, that's good that it's dawned on you. OK, it's dawned on you. But you, thinking back, you think maybe it's been going on for a little while? Yeah. OK. Um... Could you make an appointment to go and have a chat with your doctor? Well, well, well I'm so busy, been so busy looking after me, mum and dad. Oh, yeah? on top of me. Yeah, I know, and I know your mum's not been very well. Um, but, 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 and but, my dad as well. Oh, your dad as well, blimey! But, but here's the thing: carers have to make have to look after themselves. 
otherwise they get ill and they can't care for the people they're caring for. So it could. Do you think you could find you could maybe phone the doctor tomorrow and get, get an appointment in? Yeah, I could do that. I think it would be good. It'd be nice to just phone them up. And you probably won't get an appointment for a few days, so, you know, uh, and just allow yourself an hour to go off to the doctors and have a chat and tell them what you've told me and, and, and anything else that's worrying you. Can I let you into a secret, Alan? Sure, boss. You know I've come off my pills? Yeah. I emailed my doctor today saying, can I go back on my pills, please? Life's hard! So I might go back on my pills. I'm, I'm currently on my spirit zone at the moment. OK, I don't know what that is, and I, um, but, 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 but... Um, go and have a chat with your doctor. Yeah. Okay, and he might be, a, he or she might offer you pills, they might offer you therapy, they might tell you to come back in a month and see if it's still going on, they might give okay. you some other suggestions of things that you could do to help yourself. But yeah. I, I really appreciate you sharing it with us, Alan. That's a big thing to do, man. Yeah, it's the same for you, your nonsense. No, no, it's you know, you can call us about anything you want. Would you like a Beatles song? Yes, mate. Here we go. Have you got a Beatles song, Jay? Your last one of the night to help cheer Alan up, who's, who's not feeling too I good. I think I've got to finish with a, um, a nice, happy song. Let's do it. All you need is love. Here we go, Alan. All you need is love. All you need is love. Love. Love is all love you is need. Possibly medication. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, give us get, speak to the doctor and give us a call um, maybe later in the week. All right, ma'am. I will, boss. Take care, fella. Thank you very much, Jay. I love you. Um, so good. Can you can you come back every night and just let us shout Beatles songs at you for ten minutes, please? Whenever you it, like. <laughs> uh, it really helps. Um, we've had some tweets. Graham says I have enough trouble remembering my own songs. Jay is brilliant. Can he come on every week? Um, and uh, how is he? How is he doing that syllable thing that you're doing early on? That's insane. Uh, that's the problem, Dave. I think there may be. Um, Jforman.co.uk. J-A-Y-F-O-R-E-M-A-N.co.uk. Go and have a look at the songs. There's loads of Beatles songs still left. Um, go and put your bid in. Me and Kath have put a bid in on um, Revolution Number no. 9, which is mean. <laughs> it's mean, but we chuckled when we did it. We were sat, we were sat there giggling. I'm looking forward to that one, because I do have a plan how I'm going to play it, but I don't want to spoil it until no, the day. Oh, fantastic. Well, uh, I, I saw someone asking as well on Twitter, are you going to stream it live? Is there a Periscope well, thing going on? I definitely want to, because there's a lot of people who are interested in it, but they can't make it to London to watch the show. Yeah. So I'm going to look into it. Okay. I'm hoping it's a simple case of me bringing my laptop along and pressing the stream button. Yeah. Uh, I, I will make it happen you somehow. On a, periscope on a mobile phone, dead easy. Just put it on a tripod, point it at you. I Ooh. could do, but then how will I check Twitter during the show? Oh! <laughs> Oh, mate! Uh, let us know what you sort out and we'll we'll give it a, a plug. And on Twitter you are... At Jay Foreman. Beautiful. There you go, Jay. So nice to meet you, man. Thank, Thank you. You too. so much. We'll get you back in at some point. Uh, the show continues 03444991000. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. Um, he was amazing, wasn't he? He was an incredible man. That was wonderful. Wasn't he great? I was I I was just giggling like a loon, shouting Beatles songs at him, and you just you just instantly the fingers would go into the right position, and he'd be off, he'd be off. I hate talented people. Can't play the guitar very well at all, and it makes me sick. Um, go and bang him a few quid, you know. Go and go. And, we 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 uh, we got revolution number nine. I, I I'm not going to get to see him do it, but just the thought of him doing it is uh, uh, is, is enough for me. Um. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. What I've written down, 
Oh, I've written down Chinese. Kath came round to mine earlier on before we went to work, and I've just given up on losing weight. Stuff it. I'm I'm 16 stone now. Who cares? Let's go. Let's, let's go to the big one seven. Let's take it up there. I'm, I, I've got other stuff to worry about. So we ordered. I said, let's order a Chinese. So we ordered a Chinese with a lady whose English was not great. No. Okay, and and my, we didn't have a menu. No, we didn't have a menu. So you couldn't do numbers. The first Chinese wouldn't deliver on a Monday or a Tuesday. And then this patient said, so we, we, so we kind of managed to order stuff. And I said, all right, can I pay by card? And she said, we don't take card. It's cash only. And I said, oh. It was at the end of the, quite a long yeah. phone call. I went, oh, well, we haven't got any cash, so we're going to have to leave it then. Never mind then. Never mind then. Thank you. Bye. That was the end. Yeah. So then we ordered a Domino's. And she did say... Okay, yeah, and ended the phone call. So then we ordered a Domino's, Domino's pizzas, and the Domino's pizzas came two for Tuesday, two for one Tuesday. I couldn't believe it. Right, last time it took ages. It took an hour and forty minutes. This time it, it arrived within half an hour, and oh, it was hot. It was like twenty minutes. It was hot. insane. So we're having someone else's. Chomping, chomping down on that, and winding the cats up, and then the doorbell goes. I look over, no, no one, no one rings on the door. Maybe it's the the, the pizza guy's forgotten something. So I go and open it, and it's a Chinese lad. And he says, I've got your dinner. His English wasn't great either. He said, I've got your dinner. I said, no, you haven't. I, I, said, I said, we cancelled that. He went, what? I said, yeah, yeah, we cancelled. I felt terrible. I said, we cancelled it because the lady said, um, you didn't take card, and I've got no cash. So, so we cancelled it. He said, oh, it's okay, you can write a cheque. I said, no, no. He said, well, uh, have it, and I can come and get the money tomorrow. And I said, mate, I'm really sorry. We ordered something else. And he looked at me like I'd just done a poo on his mum's head. He was like, disgust. He was disgusted. And I felt ashamed. And I very nearly said, go on then, I'll take it. If you come around tomorrow morning, I'll get you the money. I thought, no, no, because I'm sure I I ended the phone call saying, all right, well, we won't do it then. We'll cancel it. We won't have it. And this lad, he was heartbroken. And, I, you know, I know it's like small businesses trying to make a few quid. Every sale counts and the petrol and all of that. And um, and he, he slunk off. He slunk off and uh, felt terrible. Speaking of small businesses, I did a, a joke today that backfired terribly. It's been, not been a great day. So Scott Balcony, a lot of you will know, runs Balcony Shirts, .co.uk, T-shirt printers, hat embroiderers. Mug seller. Mug seller. Tote bags. Flip-flops. Does, all, does it all. He's great, right? Anyway, he was having an argument with Catherine about chimneys on Twitter. It wasn't even an argument. He asked a question about why it doesn't rain down your chimney. But right? it does sometimes. Well, so I a lot see. of them have covers on. And then a lot of chimneys have covers well, on. And the hole's not straight. Yeah. and Well, a lot of them have covers on. And also, if it, if it rains heavily, I've had a wet half. Oh, gosh. Soak it, honestly. But also, quite often in chimneys, they'll be, it'll be staggered a bit as well. Yeah. So that the rain doesn't get down. So I told him this. So I schooled him. His reply to me and Catherine was, I, excuse me, I'm, I'm emotional. I will kill you. So now, so as a joke, I was in a good mood. I'd, I'd taken a lot of neurofen because I had a really bad headache. So I was feeling loose. I was feeling very, very loose, man. And uh, Keanu, I'll come to you in a minute. I was feeling loose. I was on the train don't get the train very often. I was feeling grown up on the train. I was loose. I was, I was relaxed. Relaxez-vous, s'il vous plaît. So I reported his tweet. Clicked on the report button. Right. And I wrote, this is a death threat. Now, given the things I've reported and that are apparently fine by Twitter, you know, gifs of people I don't know, 
gifs of jaffs yeah and 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 stuff like that and people saying um, calling me um se and things like that and and then twitter comes back and says that's fine yeah i had a bloke last night calling me a pufta P-O-U-F-T-A. Now, if he, if he wasn't going to get blocked for homophobia, get blocked for spelling. But no, they allowed, they allowed him to call me a pufter. Even though when I submitted the complaint, I, su- I pretended I was homosexual. I said he was mocking my sexuality, calling me a pufter. Um, uh, so I thought what's going to happen is, what is obviously a joke death threat, you get that email from Twitter that says, we've looked into this. Um, we've context. It has to be taken in context, and yeah. we've not done it. We've decided to do nothing about it. Don't they look at the rest of the tweets? Yeah. So I was going. The plan was that would come through. I'd get a screen grab of that, send it to Scott, and go, "Well, you got away with it this time, mate." But no. Five minutes later, it comes through. Thank you for reporting this. We take the abuse online very seriously. We've locked the account. Oh no, mate, no. And so I'm sat there feeling very, very loose. I'd taken a lot of Nurofen, right? You mentioned that. Didn't sleep last night at all. I had a headache and uh, heating was on all night. A lot of loose, very loose. Oh, no. And then Scott phones up, right? And he goes, mate, they've suspended my account. And I just started laughing. I was in his... I couldn't breathe, right? I was laughing so much, right? And I said, oh, no, that's terrible. I said, that's terrible. I was laughing. And he said, I've got, I've got orders on DMs. That's my business. Oh, I'm just laughing at him. I said, all right, let me have a think, see what we can do about it. So he, then he puts the phone down. So then I tweet what happened. I tweet, Scott sent me a joke death threat. So I jokingly reported it. And now he's been blocked. So can everyone go to his website and buy, buy something? Balconyshirts.co.uk. So I tweet that. And then he phones me up and he says, was it you that reported me? I thought he like I thought he knew, and I went, "Oh mate, I'm so sorry." And then then he said, "I'm actually going to kill you," and he's calling me an effing C. It was very, it, do you know, it was very abusive actually. And I thought it was quite, I thought it was quite big of me to just sit there and, and listen and laugh while he was doing it. I thought I was, I was quite because I could have laid into him, could have destroyed him. I could, I did record the the call, and I'm sending that to Twitter and the police. But is it you FNC? This is it. But all day, right? So then I've emailed Twitter going, guys, probably not a great opening gambit to, to Twitter. So guys, um, uh, this is, you know, this is a joke and I didn't mean it. Please, this is a, is a small independent business and blah, blah, blah. And uh, nothing. They're going to ban you. Then I said, to, I said to Scott, I'm off Twitter again, right? Because this is going badly for me. So why don't you have my Twitter account? Have it until yours gets reinstated. It can take a week for it to get unsuspended. I said, have my Twitter account, right? And he said, I don't really want to, mate. I heard your show last night. I don't want to see what's in the DMs. In all honesty, that was his response. (laughs) Which I thought was was, was rude. (laughs) But actually a fair point. Um, So so here's, here's what's happening, right? If anyone knows... He was furious. He didn't say that as a joke either. He was furious, right? So, second show in a row, I'm doing an apology to people I've let down terribly, right? Um, if anyone knows how we can get Balcony shirts, his last name isn't even Balcony. Did you know that? Yeah. I, did, I found out Scott Balcony isn't called Scott Balcony. I was heartbroken. If anyone knows how we can get Balcony shirts Twitter... Maybe there's someone listening. Is it, do we do a, a hashtag called, like the, the the free Tommy one? Free the the Weather Street one, Weatherfield one. 
Isn't it? Isn't it a guy called Jack that runs Twitter? At Jack, isn't it Jack that runs Twitter? I think Twitter? he's busy though. I don't think he really. If runs anyone much knows. Listening to Kiana, we're going to come to you after eleven. <coughs> I hope that's all right. If, if you can just check with her, it's all right. We go to her after eleven because I want to give her a f- fair crack of the whip. If anyone knows how we can um, uh, get balcony shirts ban lifted, because it's, it's, it's he's losing money every single day. He's losing money, right? And I mean, he's lost a little bit of my respect for the way he spoke to me on the phone. And he would have done it to you. Let's remember. Well, I'm sure he has tried. Okay, Let, let's 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 say that. Okay, um, but also tomorrow, my Twitter. I've, dele- I've, I've deleted my Twitter again because it's just it ain't working for me. But tomorrow he may take over my Twitter. He may change the name of my Twitter, and he may put a picture. I said he, I said mate, because I, I do feel terrible. I'm laughing about it, but I feel terrible. I said mate do whatever you want to do to it it's, it's, for, until you get yours back it's yours I've given him the password um, so tomorrow my Twitter may change to balcony shirts it may or he may take his revenge <laughs> I mean depends he's not a big man I was going to say but depends if he's going to be the bigger man oh I felt so bad but the way he spoke to me on the phone after the event was warranted proved I proved <laughs> no it proved I was probably right to teach him a lesson Don't you think? Um, okay. I dare you to say that to his face. No, 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 no. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome to. Um, nice frothy first hour. Go anywhere you want. We've got Kiana coming up um, straight after the news at eleven. Um, you can call about whatever you want. We've, we've talked about Twitter. We've talked about um, Chinese food. Uh, got a lot of stuff. Lot of stuff in the papers. Jesus being a Greek. Um, Gemma Collins fancies Liam Neeson. Um, ponchos, accents, and Crackerjack. And I've got the man selling pickle bits. No. What? Crackerjack. Crackerjack. Unbelievable. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It was the summer I turned 18. We lived in a one-room run-down shack on the outskirts of New Orleans. We didn't have money for food or rent, to say the least we were hard-pressed. Then Mama spent every last penny we had to buy me a dancing dress. Mama washed and combed and curled my hair and she painted my eyes and lips. And then I stepped into a satin dancing dress that was split on the side, cleaned up to my hips. It was red velvet trim and it fit me good And staring back from the looking glass Was a woman where a hat grew kid and stood Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down Lord, forgive me for what I do, please But if you want out, well, it's up to you Now don't let me down, your mom's gonna have to move uptown my cheek and I saw the tears well up in her troubled eyes when she started to speak she looked at a pitiful shack and then she looked at me and took a ragged breath your paws run off and I'm real sick and the baby's gonna starve to death 
She handed me a heart-shaped locket that said to thine own self be true. And shivered as I watched a roach crawl across the toe of my high-heel shoe. It sounded like somebody else that was talking, asking, Mama, what do I do? And just be nice to the gentleman, Fancy, and they'll be nice to you. Here's your one chance, Fancy, don't let me down. Here's your one chance, Fancy, don't let me down. the last time I saw my mom the night I left that rickety shack cause the welfare people came and took the baby mom died and I ain't been back but the wheels of fate had started to turn and me there was no way out and it wasn't very long till I knew exactly what my mom had been talking about I did what I had to do but I made myself a solemn vow that I was gonna be a lady someday though I didn't know when I, I couldn't see spending the rest of my life with my head hung Just plain white trash, but fancy was my name. Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. It wasn't long after a benevolent man took me in off the street. And one week later I was pouring his tea in a five-room hotel suite. Yes, you were. Well, I charmed a king, a congressman, and an occasional aristocrat. And I got me a Georgia mansion in an elegant New York townhouse flat. And I ain't done dancing. Now in this world there's a lot of self-righteous hypocrites that would call me bad. And criticize my mama for turning me out no matter. And my poor mama's voice ringing in my ear Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down Um, Google Alerts, which I'm probably going to turn off. So this is just ping through to um, my thing. L- Laura Whitmore looks chic in crop top and smart suit as she cozies up to boyfriend Ian Lee at exhibition launch. Is there... And there we are. Is his name Ian Lee? His name can't be Ian Lee. No. There's no... no. What? They moved in together in December after a year of dating, and Laura Whitmore... Ian Sterling, his name is. It says here Ian Lee. Well, someone's bold. Ian Lee up. enjoyed a fun date night on Tuesday at the Erica Berksmed's blowout exhibition launch party in London. The TV star 33 and Love Island funny man, 30, cozed up for snaps as they celebrated the hit magazine's launch. Ian looked dapper <laughs> in his green leather jacket and plaid shirt combo as he proudly supported his girlfriend. Uh, the couple became firm friends in 2017 and their romance was a slow burner 
due to their jam-packed work schedules. Not developing until the summer. Um, um, okay. Well, that's, that's crazy, guys. That's great. What's, the, what's the point of me having Google alerts if that's what we're going to... That's the kind of nonsense we're going to get for crying out loud. <laughs> um, 03444991000 is the phone number. Give us a call about anything you want. Good evening, Kiana. Hello, finally. There we go. You Sometimes you've got to wait. Sometimes you've got to wait. That's, that's the way of the world. You made me laugh. That was quite funny. And then nice. I was getting a bit, like, piddled off as well. What, oh, well. A, what a time Unlucky. you've had of it. Uh, yeah. No, but what yeah. a time you've had of it. You, haven't you? Well, you know, it's life. It's life. Life, life. is the name of the game. Life is life. Yeah. Life, oh, life. Um, what other songs have got life in? So you've actually given your Twitter, then? Sorry? You've actually given someone your Twitter. Well, here's the thing. Well, Not give, you know, but... Yeah, here's the thing. Catherine has, uh, Catherine has full access to my Twitter now because I don't trust myself on social media and I'm, I'm, I'm taking a step right. back from all electronic because, media. Because of the ranting, is that? Because of the... Because of the, the, here's the stuff. Um, but I will, tomorrow I've got my friend's business account suspended because, mm. uh, because I, I genuinely did... Obviously, I it's... to all of what you were saying. Okay, well, I'm saying it again. Yeah, obviously, it's not a real death threat. So, yeah. obviously, it's not. It's, a, it's an argument about chimneys. So, I reported it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give him my Twitter until um, he gets his account back. I'm happy to do that. He's, he feels yeah, a little I mean, bit weird um... about it. He feels a little bit weird about it. And he may not take me up on that offer. But I've, I've said he can have it if he wants until, until he's sorted. Well, I think that's a lovely thing to do, isn't well, it? Well, it would have been lovelier if I hadn't have got his account suspended. I mean, <laughs> I, I can see that. It's going to take a couple of weeks, though, isn't it? About two weeks. I think... I hope he's not listening. I think it's about a week. Well, I I thought it was two weeks. Yeah, they'd spend it for two weeks. Well... Well, it might be a week, I don't know. We don't know. We're we're just literally guessing at at numbers, which is is pointless. What can we do for you tonight, Kiana? I just want to thank you as well. I was going to um, touch speed with you, if that's all right, because I've I've had so many mixed emotions, okay. like up, down, pissed, oh, sorry, piddled off. Yes. Oh, God, I nearly swore. Oh, my God, I stopped myself. I'm very impressed with myself. Well done. Well, you stopped yourself after you'd said it, but that's fine. Yeah. Pissed, pissed we can get off, away with. Weed Here off. We go. All right, I've been, I've, I've been weed off. Yes. Oh, right, that that sounds off. unpleasant. That sounds unpleasant. That sounds piddled like a off. Dim- Weed off sounds like a different thing altogether. <laughs> you don't want, let's, I don't want, we don't want to go there. Peed off is fine. Piddled off, Piddled off. Piddled off is fine. Here we go. All right, then. Annoyed. Yeah. No, piddled off. I like piddled off. Jesus. All right. Um, just, uh, just, yeah. just, okay. If you just right. said pissed off, we would have been over it by now. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Reason. All right, then. I've been pissed off, okay? Boom. Crack on. Why? I don't like swearing. Well, anyway. You keep going on about it a lot. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you do. Yeah, but sometimes it makes you feel better when you swear. Okay, so where it's are... Like, what's happened? Tell us what's happened. Let's, let's, All um... right, then. Loads of stuff, honestly, constantly. So... You and Catherine have been amazing, and James was lovely. I had a right luck with him Saturday. Yes. Um, you know, what you said, you was great, and you knocked it right on the head, but I sort of didn't go into detail. I think you've got the long story of it now. Yes. So, but basically, with not being able to see my little, oh, I nearly said a name then, a li- my little one, yeah. um, the local authority have screwed up big time. So for me, uh-huh. I'm watching my watching my back mainly, my daughter's back, yeah. and it is all going down the legal route, and all Good. shit is hitting the fan. Okay, well, and did, I swore did, about did, that. You just did a shit then. So, sorry. You just did a shit then. Yeah. You were. We spent <laughs> yeah. ten minutes arguing about whether you can say piddled or peed or pissed or not, and then you just just throw shit in there. 
Yeah, but that shit's different, isn't it? So it's got to come out. You know? Well, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's worse than poop. Anyway, right, yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, all right then. Poop's going to hit the fan. Yeah, we go. So <sighs> decided to do that. So I feel a lot better. Good. About good. Things, Take I'll, an action. But I'm pissed off. Okay. I'll use that word because you. Let's not use it. I tell you what. Let's just make a rule: no more swearing in this phone call. That that makes things easier. Okay. Right. Piddled off. I wasn't impressed. Right. Let's start again. You swore too. Right. I wasn't impressed with, um, like, spoke tunes, jazz, and things the way they've gone. There's a lot going on behind the scenes now. There always is in these things. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been under a huge emotional roller coaster. My friends have been in tears, literally, since we've spoke. But honestly, um. So many people have been great, but it's been a hell of an emotional roller coaster for me. Like Catherine said, it's an awful way for me to have to raise suicide awareness. So my emotions have been chucked all over the place, as you can imagine. I'm not the only one that's going through crap time. And, and you know, when it happens, it happens. But I've been so worn out. Yeah. And you know, I'll tell you what I was annoyed about big time, first of all, because I've got to get it out there now in case anybody else does this to a friend, OK? Yeah. If I want to speak out to whom I want to speak out to, and that's to anybody out there now, and that's as anybody now with common sense, if I feel ready to talk to somebody about it, which I chose to speak to you, a certain friend, which I'm not going to name and shame, I'm not going to be nasty, but my friend will learn from this, and we're not talking at the moment, and that was my choice because I need my headspace because okay. I was Go curious. On. And what had happened was I told my friend I wanted to speak to you. My Dorian Isaac knows that, like, just, just different friends that I thought you were great, and that, and that is up to me. It's up to me how I choose and what I want to do for my survival, for myself to speak out for what I believe in, yeah? yeah? When my head was so far up my backside, I didn't know from one day to the next. And if you're coping with your trauma and your pain, as long as you're not doing anything to hurt anyone else than yourself and damage your liver and you're drinking and self-medicating, it doesn't matter what you do, go and dance, go and do a bit of boxing or whatever, but if you are coping with it and yeah. the journey you've is... Do whatever you've got to do to survive. We've got to do what exactly. we have to do to survive. Exactly. And what had happened for me, I felt stronger, I felt better before I spoke to you. I prepared myself for a month to speak to you. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to speak to them. I didn't randomly call you no. frantic. It was a build-up, yeah. Yeah, I've been crying most of the time to myself. Sometimes I wouldn't see my friends because if I'd seen them, they'd worry about me. They're like, oh, Kiana, you know. They wouldn't say it too much, but they were like, in so many words, you've, you, you're losing too much weight, you're not eating. Yes. And they used to say, oh, have you had anything to eat? Not saying you've gone too thin, by the way. So you, you, you got criticism from a friend because you phoned up the radio to, to share about how you were feeling. Well, screw them. No, I got even worse than that. So I, I absolutely chucked a bucket. Yeah, and I had to speak to my doctor today. I literally got so, so pissed off and stressed. Yes. Um, because it's my choice to speak to you. Yeah, I course. wanted to speak to you. And somebody, my friend kept on saying, oh, I don't think you should do it. I don't think you should do it. It's a bad move. And I said, so I'm one of them people, right? I'll tell you, I'm, I, I am an independent thinker. And that's what I liked about you. Can I give you some advice? I'm not telling you what to do. I was prepared for that, so I chose to speak to you. Why have I gone to Jeremy Kyle's show? And that is another story, what I've had um, trashed at me. Did, you go, did you go on Jeremy Kyle? No, I'll tell you what happened okay. about Jeremy Kyle now. And I have spoke to them, and I'll tell you what happened. Because I went into the massive run, and I was so annoyed about this. So my doctors and everybody's been great supporting me, yeah. but I know how to cope at the minute. I've coped when I was a kid. Well, there's a certain way when I go... Sometimes I like to be alone when I'm upset and angry because it's the only way I've learned how to when I was a child. You know, that's my coping mechanism. And then if I get very distressed now, I'll speak to my doctor. There's different 
waves of emotion for me. And I know when I should speak to people and when I shouldn't, when I shouldn't text and when they shouldn't dig deep with me. I know my triggers and, you know, and what. So cut long story short, this person knew I was going to speak to you, trying to talk me out of it. So I spoke to you anyway. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I got, um, I spoke to them after I spoke to you. My friends were great. in Black Dog Taxis put it on their Facebook. They were, like, supporting us. You know, and stuff's going on. People are talking about in the community. The woman in Sainsbury's was crying, the manager, saying, you know, we're so sorry for what you've been through. We're all here for you. The and manager, hang on, the manager in Sainsbury's was crying? She was in tears. What? I was speaking to her this morning. Because of because of what I'd gone through. OK. And she said, we, I've got children. So okay. anyway, so... Where are we... Friends. Listen, I don't want to... I, I want to handle this as sensitively as I can. But, 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 I've right, got other people okay. to talk to. Where Where are we now? Yeah. Where are we Where are we today? What's happening today, Kiana? I feel I feel loads better. I was upset because yes, of, like, good. being told, don't talk to... You shouldn't go live on radio. Yeah. But I was... Well, who who was telling you that? Was it without naming names? Was it legal? Was it, like, legal people and, or doctors or someone or... No, no, it was just a, a friend. friend. All right, OK. But, but the messages were bombarded saying, um, because you've spoke to Lee and somebody then called you an amateur and I was friggin' livid. Wow. And then... I am, and then I, when, I, am oh, I, I am an amateur. An amateur what? That's the important thing. No, no, but but this was this was certainly deep for me. But what had happened? I then spoke to Jeremy Cole behind the scenes, yeah, of a lady Danielle, and we kept in touch, and she was lovely. And that was it. Me and her spoke about a personal conversation after I spoke to you. Words of encouragement. She was lovely. Yeah. And I don't want to go on the show. I no disrespect to Jeremy Cole. I, I think don't think. It, I don't think it's. I, I I think Jeremy Kyle show. I like Jeremy a lot. I love his radio show here. Mm. I think his TV show is. Um, uh, a bear pit. I think it's a freak show, and I, yeah. I do wonder if it if it is helpful in any way whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, from and I agree with that. But from the side of Graham, I'm thinking I was I just spoke for some advice, and I said I wouldn't go on it. And the woman was lovely. I would never go on it. No disrespect to Jeremy. That's not. I'm not sitting here sitting here on the screen and stuff. I like no. to talk and write. I know. And the fact is. Then I got, um, oh, now you've got the Jeremy Cole freak show, Springer show. Okay. And I kept on saying to my friend, stop. And they were bombarded with taxes. And I was in tears. And do you know what? I had to then call my doctor. Good. And now I'm on, I'm on sleeping tablets. I was like, because okay. I was so distressed. Yeah. And I said, you've got no frigging right to tell okay, me who stop I saying, Kiana. There's, there's, a, there's a yellow right. card now. There's a yellow card now. Because I did specifically ask you not to say that. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's cool. We're okay. cool. But well, that word, that, that word, well, that word will, well, that, yeah, that is, that is a word that will offend some people. Where are okay. we now? So what? So what? So you, it's okay. So someone was upset. You called us, and someone was upset. You called Jeremy Carl. Yeah. Who cares about those losers? What can we do for you tonight? Well, I just want to say thank you, and I'm fine. Well, you're very and that's kind. it, really. Feel a lot better Good. about things. Sorry, I swore now. Piddled you off. Oh, oh. I'm no, you're piddled me off. You now. No, not in the slightest. Oh no, 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 not in the slightest. Don't want you to go away. Y- thinking your mind at the end of the day, your mind runs away with you. Tell you can't help me. it. Well, that's how I get. You that's know? the way I'm living. And um, you know, this is my job. But no, don't yeah. worry. No, it's always, it's always great to hear from you. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're making progress and that you're. Yeah, I just being... want to get on with things. Yeah, now and exactly. I just don't want people to. You know, you can't ram it down people's throats. But obviously, I chose to speak to my well, doctor today. Good. And, um, and that, that advice has popped up a bit with Alan. It popped up. You go and see a doctor. 
I emailed my doctor today. I, I can't get an appointment. I'm until... really sorry, I swore, and I've offended you now. You've not offended me. Listen, listen, listen. I'm listen. going to feel worried about that. I know though. you are, and so I want you to not feel worried about it because you've not offended mm. me. It's fine. I dumped it, so it's mm. fine. Don't. I don't want you to take anything away from this apart from joy and the fact that we spoke. Mm. And there's there are no bad feelings coming from me or Catherine. So don't any yeah. bad feelings you take away from this phone call are coming from inside your head. Okay. Mm, so yeah, it's just very complex, the whole situation, yeah. isn't it? And, and you're it, right, and it is inside your head, and you've got to yeah. change your mindset. Yeah. But, but, you know, my doctor today, and I know my triggers, and I thought, I'm not going to be ashamed, I'm going to take a few Good. sleeping tablets, because I feel I can't take, sleep at the minute, because my brain's sick. Follow either. your doctor's suggestion, follow the recommended dosage. Well, it wasn't a suggestion, I asked them. Okay, well, they, but, they okay. Know, they know my no. triggers, and they know that I'll reach out to them, because... Because I've got common sense with All that. Right, listen. And they, yeah, and they, I'm going to have my therapy. I'm going to start Good. therapy now, Good. which I'm very pleased about. You're on the, you're on the way up. You're, you're, tur- you're turning the car around from the cul-de-sac and you're heading out. And mm. you're going to be hitting the, um, the streets. Then you're going to hit the high street. Then you're going to hit the motorway. I hope I, I, hope I do, you know. You will. You're doing what, it. I just get scared. Of, I know you do. Like, I, know you do. I don't want you to worry about me and, and put a burden on everyone else. But I just get scared that I'm not going to be able to get over this like pain and, and deal with that. Kiana. I know. So I don't want people picking at me when, you know, and telling me what to do because... It's tough, isn't it? It's tough. Yeah, it? well, it, well, it's tough and it's it's just silly and I yeah. know that I'm dealing with it better Good. to speak to Good. Dr Lynch today and I'm not okay. going to be ashamed of that. Don't and be it's, ashamed of anything, Kiana. I have to you go know, to the You know, that journalist contacting me, my head's all over the place okay. and... And it is a lot to deal with, and right. I just need to just get on with my life now. So yeah. I probably won't nag and bother you for months on end now. You call, us, you call us whenever you want, all right? Listen, I'm glad you're doing well. You take care of yourself, and we will speak soon, Kiana. Thank you very much yeah. for your call. It's okay. Take care, okay? Take care. Thanks a lot. There we go. There's a lot of people in a lot of pain, man. There's a lot of people in a lot of pain. We had Caddick phoning up, sounding very, very down. A lot of people worried about Caddick. Um, hopefully, he'll go and see his doctor. Caddick's, you know, resilient guy, and we sometimes take that resilience for granted and think those people will be okay and we have a laugh with with alan and we have a bit of fun with him and he sounded low today you know so hopefully he'll go and see his doctor i had to get in touch with my psych today and i I just kind of gave in i spent i went i had to go up early and go and do a job and i came back and i just stayed in bed all day just stayed in bed for like five hours not even asleep just in bed just lying there jesus what's the point man what is the point got my sister sending me texts i'm ignoring it i just think what's the point um, so I, I messaged I messaged my psych and I can't get an appointment until March the fifth I think and I was like yeah I'll take it I'll, I'll, I'll book it in and then I've just written him a long email saying right this is what is going on this is what has happened in the last few weeks I came off the pills on December the twenty third finally and uh, since then I've not felt great I felt at best I felt okay but I felt quite often felt down very low and then there's been this big kind of you know shame attack that, that from within that has happened in the last three weeks and that has has, has left me feeling suicidal at, at points and I'm struggling to kind of get out of that cycle of just thinking I was saying to you I just don't what's the point in anything what's the point I know it, it breaks your heart to hear me say that because we're best mates but um just what's the point in anything you know I'm I'm so close so close to phoning my boss up and saying Do you know what thanks I'm done I'm done there's no point. I don't. I, you know, I need the job. I like. I, I, I like the job at time. You know, I will like the job again. So I just wrote this long email to the doctor, going, "This is what is going on." And at the end, I wrote, and I feel it feels like failure, but I know it's not failure. Um, at the end, I wrote, "Please, can I go back on the pills? Please, can I go All back right. on the pills?" So that's out there, and then see. 
if anything's different in between now and the appointment, and yeah. if it's not, it's not. Do you know what? It's not a surrender. No, it isn't. Um, I speak to my sponsor, one of my sponsors, and he said, "Well, what, okay, right. What would you say to someone? Yeah, what would you say to your, me? In your position, I'd say, well, go and see your doctor. Go and see your doctor and see what they say. So I did, but it just feels like it was such a big thing coming off these flipping pills. And um, by the way, John in Highbury, you called in. I've accepted the call. You're never getting on the air. Because remember, you said you weren't ever going to listen or call again. So you, you can stay there. You're paying for that call. You're never coming on the air. Um, obsessed. The man's obsessed. Um, but yeah, I said, please, can I go back on the pills? I need the pills, man. I need the pills. Um, 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're very welcome to give us a call. Hey, I got yesterday after the show, a big box. Um, we got sent a book, didn't they? Who sent us that book? I was going to mention it. It's in my car. I'll bring it in tomorrow and mention it. Someone very kindly sent us a book they'd written. Uh, about Nick Drake's song, and uh, also I got from Cherry Red Records. I got the big, I got the Carter, the Unstoppable S Machine vinyl box set. It's absolutely stunning. I got it. I can't believe it. Wonderful. So um, we're going to be out in the got the boys this weekend. We're listening to a bit of Carter. We're going to have some Carter. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Just 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 to say, just to say, just to say. Um, uh, I, I'm really glad that Kiana calls us um, and uh, everyone is welcome to call almost everyone apart from the idiots we banned um, almost everyone's welcome to call us and some callers dear listener you might dig and some callers you might not dig but um, you know some just you know just have a bit of patience with everyone you know and I, I'm glad that Kiana calls us and um I need to find... I'm certainly interested in hearing her story, and I need to find a way to perhaps help... Um, she does what I do, but she does it like she's like on speed, in that she's going off on tangents but like 100 miles an hour, or I'll take a leisurely stroll through the Garden of Tangents. And I just need to have a little think about how I can help herd her, like a sheepdog herding a sheep towards the pen. I have to try... You know when you see when a sheep sheepdog is herding sheep they'll kind of go to the left a little bit then they'll go to the right a little bit then they'll go to the left a little then they'll go to the right then they'll go boom they're in then the gate gets shut and um i just need to kind of try and herd her in perhaps a slightly straighter line i think is what i'm saying so um i appreciate um um you know that some you listeners don't like some of the callers we get and that's fine but you know that within 10 15 minutes another voice will be on if not sooner and, and it might be someone that you really really enjoy so just patience we are uh, we are all God's children, and um, just 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 be patient with people is is what I would say, and also yeah, I, that's what I would say. Let's go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Hello again. Hello, Simon. Now, cats. Talk to me about cats. Right. So, just I'll try and be as brief as I can, but I I'm racking my brain. So, I live in a, a social housing flat. Yep. Uh, have done for years now, and I've got a cat, a female neutered cat, who is eight years old. Yep, beautiful. She is a very nervous cat. Oh. She won't go to anybody, just me. Yep. And which is a result because I've told you in a previous conversation that 
um, the people downstairs have actually stolen a couple of my cats yes. over the years. Oh, you did? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, put it this way. The relationship between me and them has got so bad now that I have to get an exchange. Now, here's the question. Yep. My cat, she comes in, she goes out, she's got her own free life, she's got a cat flap, she does what she wants. Aye. I've been to see a place today that I could exchange into, yep. and, but it's in a block of flats and it's on the second floor. Okay. Now, I don't want... A rope ladder to, out the window. No, well, so you, so you would, would, would that work? A fireman's pole. No, of course it wouldn't work. It's a ridiculous idea. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say. So, so what I need to know is because I don't want to keep her in because that's not fair on her. No, nope. I don't want her, I don't want her to lose me. That sounds anal, but because that wouldn't be fair on her. Yep. Uh, but I have to get out of where I am. Right. Could she be trained to use a communal door as well as another door and two flights of stairs? Is no. there any way around it? No. Right. No. I think that's asking a. I think that is asking a lot. I think that's asking a lot. Can I? Right. Can I? Yeah. Pick you up on something that yeah. you said. That, yeah. Can I pick you up on something? You said you don't want to keep her in because it's unfair on her. Get that? Yeah. And you yeah. did you say you don't want to give her away? No, no, no. I, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose her. Um, what do you mean by lose her? Well, as I said, she's she's very nervous. No, right? but no, no, no. I, no, no. What do you mean? You don't want to lose her? You, you mean give her away, put her up for adoption? No, no, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Well, what do you mean by you don't want to lose her? Um. So, I was thinking maybe an option would be if the other party were to entertain it, of actually letting them inherit her with the flat. That's insane. So that she doesn't. So she doesn't change. That's insane. To go through. That's insane. Okay. That, that's okay. In, that's that's. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll jump at the chance. But that's kind of insane. My neighbours tried that. Well, yeah. the people that moved out of our house tried that. They yeah. left a cat and right. didn't tell anyone. The cat oh, thought well. he still lived there. We hadn't agreed to it. Yeah. It caused a whole lot of hassle. He ended up living next door, and what, that he adapted. Why would you um, want to leave the cat in the flat? Thank you, but not right. put the cat up for adoption. Which seems to me the same thing, but slightly fairer. When I say when I say let her let them inherit her with the flat, obviously I don't mean just leave her. I mean actually go through, you know, an arrangement with the people to say could the cat still live here? Would you be happy to take her on? For yeah, it? no, I know what you mean right. by that. I know what you mean by yeah, that. Yeah. But but I don't under, okay, what well, I don't understand is why you'd be prepared to do that with people yeah. you haven't vetted, um, yeah. and who may not give a stuff about a cat, but you wouldn't. Go that to a local sense. cat charity and put her up for adoption. Would you say that was an option? Yeah, of course I would say that was an option. If listen, if you, you but, but what? Here's the thing: is you said you yeah. don't want to lose her, yeah, for her sake. I suggest you don't want to lose her for your sake. No, no, it's not I her sake. Know, her well, sake. Her I sake don't... would be somewhere nice and lovely where people will love her, where she can get yeah. out and about. Yeah, but right. So this is the way. I, this is why I'm looking at it, right? Perhaps I'm looking at it the wrong way. Because I think what we do is we look at these things through humans' eyes, don't we? But if I was going to look at it through a human's eyes, there I am, happily living my life, and there's my dad, and he gives me my dinner and gives me cuddles. Huh? I've done absolutely nothing wrong, and all of a sudden, my whole world has been turned upside down. Uh, and that's the bit I've got a problem with. Well. 
Right, you want you want the new place, yeah? I'd like to consider it as an option, but I'd like to do what's best for her as well. Okay, well then, what's best for her is you 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 stay where you are. I know it is. Well, that's that's it. If, if, if that's if that's genuinely the, con- the concern, which I don't think it is, and I'm not saying this is a criticism. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you get yeah. to the 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 true and and right in inverted commas decision. It, but if you want to do what's best for the cat, well then you stay there. Yeah, well, that the trouble is that that's not an option. Right. Well, well, okay, fine. But 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 you did say you want to do what's best for the cat. Well, that option is what's what's best for the cat. So the other options are: you move to the new place and you keep her as an indoor cat. Is that doable? And is that fair? It's doable. Would she know? Would she be pining for the outside world like she's got at the moment? I I am of the belief that once a cat has been out, it's tricky to then turn them into a house cat. But yeah. are you allowed to have a cat in the new place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, fine. Well, then here's my suggestion. You move to the new place, you take the cat, you keep her as an indoor cat. It will take a few months for her to settle down. If after six months she is pining and it's not going well, then you put her up for adoption. Leaving her at the, the, the old place is, is, is not... Is not uh, working. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, I, I get that. It was purely from the point of view of that's what that's what she knows, and so. Ah, no, the cats adapt. Cats, my, my Velvet, Velvet has moved. Uh, Velvet has moved one, two, three. She's moved four times, and she adapts. You, just, you keep them indoors for six weeks, and, and that's fine. They, they 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 adapt. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So Velvet, obviously, I know Velvet's old now, yeah. but but even even when she was a bit more active. Maybe she she didn't mind too much. She's moved uh, she's moved five six times actually. No, she didn't mind. You keep her indoors. You feed her. You have a litter tray, and then after about six weeks, I do it actually for a bit longer. I do it for for closer to three months because I'm a bit funny like that. Um, let them out, and they know that that's their home. What about if when I go out, I let the cat out and then bring her back in when I come home? Is that an option? That's an option. I remember in the old days. You remember this cat in the old days. We didn't have a cat flap in you our put house. The cat out. You put the cat out for the night. Yeah. And in the morning, yeah. you come down and the cat would be at the back door going, well, have got any breakfast? And the cat would stay in all day and at night time, the cat would go out. But the cats that sleep work. at night, which is the weird thing. Yeah, but I don't. Well, then there but, you go. But Take... No, but that might work. That might work. Yeah, it, it, it might do, yeah. Uh, uh, Basically, yeah. I yes. need to do what... I need to do... Right, I need, I, I'm in a miserable situation. Okay. And, I need, and, and my safety... Has this is going on longer than um, the last call. Wow. Sorry, sorry. That's all right, go on. My, sa- my safety is in jeopardy as well, okay? Right. So right. I have to get away and get out, and, and I've got options. Right, well, go but to this place and say, go, go, look, look, listen, I'm going to move on, because I feel we've, we've, we're going around in circles. Yeah, fair enough. Go, fair go, enough. go, go to this new place and keep the cat indoors for, for three months and see how she gets on. There you go, sorted. Next. Thank you very much, Thank Simon. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Brad. Hello, Brad. Hello. Hello, Brad. Welcome to the um, Brad and Catherine show, Ian. Uh, how are you tonight? Gosh, wow. This, it's, it's a real thrill. It's an assumption on your part, Brad. I'm a big fan of the Brad and, and Catherine I'm show. I'm going solo. I'm a big fan. And this is why I like it, is the sparky attitude between, the, between Brad and Catherine. That's what I like about it, Brad. Well, I'm just a bit worried, mate, because you've helped so many people and you... It's like you need us. I've help got now, really, such a you? croaky voice. Brad has got Sorry. a croaky uh, voice. He's been smoking the fags all day. He sounds like Phyllis from Coronation <laughs> Street. Hey, Percy, touch me. I gave up many years ago. Well, or maybe you want to start again. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. You've helped so many of us over the 
over the time. Oh, Why going on with you now? Shut up, you silly sausage. Shut up. I bang on about it too much and it's boring and it kills the show and it kills the vibe of the show and that's why we're losing listeners even though we went up in the last Rage Hour and it pisses people off. <laughs> I bang on about it, this stuff too much and even I'm bored of it. So God help, you know, the poor yeah. listener. This is what the show gets criticism for. It gets criticism for being frivolous and it gets criticism for being too miserable, for being, um, how do they describe it once on Digital Spilo? Suicide helpline, guys. It's like, it's like Bloody Samaritan suicide helpline. And um, and oh, I'm aware of that, and bad. I'm aware that I need that. My job is to entertain. I'm an entertainer. I'm like the Sammy Davis Jr. of the radio. Um, but I don't have a glass eye. I would be up for a glass eye if that were available. I wonder if Sammy Davis Jr.'s eye has ever appeared on eBay. How much would that eBay. go for? That was good. That was that was quick. I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was good. Actually, it was yeah, it was it was a quick one. It was a, it was a uh, quick one. Anyway. Anyway, Brad. Anyway, how are you? You're not <laughs> great right now, right? I'm not great right now, but it's it's boring. I like, Listen, here's the thing, right? Um, yesterday was a weird show because I had to admit something on air that I didn't want to admit on air, and I was full of... Uh, I'm ashamed of the stuff that I had to admit on air, and all day I've been grappling with that, OK? But it had to be done because someone was was, was talking about going to the press about and sending, showing dick pic, my dick pics, right? Um, by the way, which I'm, I'm, I'm going to be selling online, five, $5 a pop. I'm not at all. I'm trying to make light of a situation that is very, very embarrassing and shameful to me. Um, and so there was that. And then, to, you know, I, I just, I'm just aware, Brad, that the show is becoming... The show has always been to a certain extent, but it's becoming even more so at the moment as I, as I approach my 19th nervous breakdown. Um, it's becoming more about me and my psyche and stuff, and it's boring, it's boring. Let's, 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 let's get fun. Let's be fun. Let's talk about... Uh, let's, let's do the top 30 best radio shows that the BBC compiled that didn't, didn't feature any from commercial radio. Desert Island Discs, I mean, really? Let's talk about Cracker Jack. Jack. Coming back. Let's talk about accents, but you know, disappearing. Let's talk about these things, man. It's a fun. Yeah, there is that. But I mean, Brad, what's your favourite wine gum? My favourite wine gum yeah. would have to. Oh, I have no idea. Um, but I spoke to you the other week, and I I said it was my third AA meeting. Yeah. And that was like a big thing for me because I mean, this is. I mean, you say my name's Brad. Everybody who knows me knows exactly what I am. Who's yeah. listening on the radio? So, but that was a massive thing for me. So you've got to understand, you are helping a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I dig that. I'm also hurting a handful of people as well. I, you know, I dig that. I'm probably more than a handful if you include all the mistakes and, um, you know, uh, uh, wicked things I've done in life. And I don't say that lightly. My tongue is not in my cheek. Um, but yeah, we, yeah, we do. The show does help a lot of people, and that's great. But that's not the main purpose of the show. That's a lovely little byproduct. Of uh, of the show and of what we do and of, of kind of the, the, the act that me and Catherine have been crafting for the last five years. Catherine Boyle. I guess what we're trying to say, Brad, is we don't want to turn our lives, and Ian's in particular, into a soap opera. Kath- Here's a thing I learned today. Catherine writes, I can't read Catherine's Fs. Her Fs look like sixes. <laughs> they look like sixes. I'm, fa- I'm fancy. What can I tell you? She wrote, and she wrote, um, well, I thought it was... It was Milkoff, because the F, the six, look, was is the F is so close to the I, no, to the U, that it looks like an M. Crazy, but and I, then I read it, and it was, it was, it was, you know, it's an old-fashioned F goes underneath the line. It's an old-fashioned what? F. 
Okay. So that's where we are in our relationship today, Brad, is Catherine does her Fs like sixes, and I just don't know if it's going to work, if this working relationship can continue anymore. Well, maybe you should just carry on what you're doing, but get the Beatles going every... He was great, wasn't he? He was amazing, I, especially the bit where he missed every other vowel or whatever it was. So, was, was he shifted along the syllable. I was, I was thinking, well, get, get, we'll get this guy for 20 minutes. It'll be kind of cute to open the show with. And then we have 40 minutes later. I'm like, well, maybe we should let him go now. It was, it was wonderful. If you missed it, it'll be out as a podcast, and we'll see if we can get a little video clip of it as well. <coughs> Blimey. Blimey, look at that. A little bit of dust went in. A little bit of dust went in oh, the wrong hole. The A-hole. I think you're the one who's been smoking too much. I really want to get a cigar. I really want to get a big, fat cigar, and I want to sit in my garden. It's a lovely, sunny day the other day, and I sat in the garden and had breakfast. I didn't, actually. That's a lie. I was going to, and then I thought, I can't be bothered. So I just opened the, the French windows. But I want to sit in my garden with a cigar. Don't only Mike Baldwin smokes cigars nowadays. Mike Baldwin's dead, so someone's got to pick up the cigar mantle. And oh, I that's think, huge. I think, man, I want a bigger cigar than than uh, his. I want a Churchill cigar. Dead. Like Castro. Arnold dead. Baldwin. Dead. Schwarzenegger. Alive. Yeah. Well. Bald. Um, <laughs> either dead or bald. That's the thing. Um, I'm doing all right, Brad. I'm I'm doing all right for this precise second. But thank you for yeah. asking. You make sure you keep. You keep well. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You're a good man, Brad, and I hope you you know you took the, what I was saying in, in the way it was intended, and it was meant with love. So thank you, brother. Oh, the switchboard's empty. Oh, uh, John from uh, Highbury has stopped phoning in. Oh, I miss that guy. I know that guy that never phones in but keeps phoning in. Oh, so everyone apart from him. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection on Talk Radio. By the way, thank you to Stevie P, who sent me the link for a trailer for a film that looks amazing. It's um, it's a guy that chopped his arm off. Who's the name of the director that did that film about the guy who chopped his arm off? Um, Danny Boyle. Yep. Why would you reach for that rather than my surname? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kath <laughs> and Danny. Got any rhyming slang? Um... So it's a film called Yesterday, yeah. and it's about this guy, and he gets he gets knocked off his bike, and then when he comes out of the coma, no one's ever heard of the Beatles. I don't understand <laughs> how that works medically. Well, I think there was like, there's a power cut around the world as well. Something happens. Maybe he enters another universe, or maybe he's in a coma and he wakes up. And but no one's ever heard of the Beatles. So he goes and writes all the Beatles songs. Basically, it's a reworked um, Goodnight Sweetheart. Which is what what he did every episode is he'd go back in time to nineteen forty three and write Hey Jude. <laughs> yeah. Um so um it is uh but it looks good. I mean you are right, we saw the trailer and you've seen two trailers and I think we might have seen the film. But it does look good, even though it, and here's me saying a film with Ed Sheeran and James Corden in looks good. That's incredible scenes. Incredible scenes. Mm. Um so I'm looking forward to that. I don't know anything more. I about think that. we could do with something frothy. Here's an idea, and I think we could do this. I think we could do this. Let's try and get Danny Boyle on the show. I think we could do it. Uncle Danny. We've had Jeff got... Yeah, exactly. Oh, is he? Is he? It's the egg. You should have... I know. But, I mean, well, distantly, probably, yeah. Get get um, get him on the show. Let's get him Danny on the show. Danny Boyle, dear... Danny Boyle at yahoo.co.uk. Dear, dear Uncle Dan Dan. <laughs> 
Let's get him on the show. We've had Jeff Goldblum on the show. Yeah, that was a fluke, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, that was, <laughs> was meant to happen. That was such a fluke. I'm still waiting for someone to realise that that was a huge mistake. So that, and can, yes, can we please, for the love of all that is uh, holy, guys, that uh, interview with Jeff Goldblum, can we get the audio back? <laughs> No, you may not have that audio back. Let's go to Nelly. Good evening, Nelly. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kath. Hey. Hey, man. Hi there. Um, just want to chat about something that happened at uh, work uh, last few days. Um, I'm actually a home worker. Yeah. Work from home and doing them um, fairly mundane stuff I won't bore you with. Um, but they've advertised for a voluntary role as a mental health champion, which I've shown a bit of interest in. A champion? A... Do you get a medal for that? A flag? <laughs> I, I don't think that's... Okay. Uh, no. I, um, I think it's just a sort of, you know, sort of a, a go-to person okay. if you've got okay. problems, issues. I, I mean, I've had a couple of issues myself, um, which so I've got a bit of an understanding in a, in a mild sort of way. But the thing that sort of holds me back a bit is... At the end of the day, could there be people I've talked to that might sort of might play my mind a bit, might be a bit, you know, will I be able to sort of deal with any of their baggage that they might unload on me? So that's what I want to do, but I'm a bit sort of, you know, coming an iron over it really. So Did you just use the phrase that they might turn your mind? Might might turn over in my mind. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought, I thought oh, that's a great, a great phrase. It might well, turn it, your mind. Surely it depends on, on how well thought through this role is is it just that they're having someone who they're going to give a badge so that they can say that they're doing a bit for mental health or will you have the right support because if you're going to do the job properly you'll need someone to offload onto yes will there be any any training will yeah. there be someone you know either above you or beside you in in terms of the role that you can you know if someone come you know here's the thing you know we, we, you you'll have heard this show and people saying they're suicidal um i'm honored that people phone in and do that but I nearly saw them. It's, it's a big, it's a big one to carry around with you, right? And I'm lucky because I've got Catherine, I've got a therapist, um, and I, I find the, I find the Samaritan sometimes and talk about this stuff. Um, would you have someone who you could go and speak to in confidence and offload on, so to speak? Well, yeah. I mean, there's going to be uh, some some training and preparation for the role if I get, you know, if I decide to go for it. Um, and there's also going to be someone we can refer more serious things up to. Uh, in a you know, and we'll be able to give him a call and sort of say, well, "What should I do with this?" So, it seems to be all well thought out and well planned, but it's just that that niggle that. So, so you, the niggle is is, is what that you, it's that, that someone sharing something that is painful for them is going to cause you distress. Just you know, it'll just play on my mind. I'll, I'll be worried about them at the end of the day, and. That's because you're a good man. That's, that's you're a good person. Excuse me, I'm a little bit windy, pops. You're a good person, and oh. um, and that is a good, healthy concern to have. Is there any way? Because here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. You sound perfect for the role. The fact that you're even <clears throat> considering this is a possibility yeah, says to me, this is the right person for the role. <laughs> you know, I, you, the, 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 anyone that's prepared to step forward and 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 put their hands up and say, yeah, I'll have a go at that. I think is great. But the fact that you are you're not doing it blindly and naively and you're thinking, well, OK, but what impact could this have on me as a human being? Says to me, yeah, Nelly's probably the right person and the kind of person I'd like to go and speak to. Um, but 
Oh, I was going to make a really good point. I forgot what it was. Um, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. It's a really it good like point. Sounds like he's the right person. Yeah. It, it, in, in, in the past, sort of like, I, I used to work for a, a call centre. I used to work for HMRC uh, on the telephones and people claiming tax credits and benefits like that. And they would give, give me sort of their situation where they needed money and there was no way for me to give them money. And that would, I would carry that with me. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you know, really, it was nothing I can actually do for them. I really couldn't do anything for them, no matter, no matter what I wanted to do for them. Yeah. Um, so I've got experience of that. And it wasn't very nice. It didn't happen very often. But if I put myself into a role where that could be something that might happen, then it's just, just a bit of a worry. But, um, what, you, what, what I would suggest you need is you need to uh, make sure that you have a what we call a support network around you. Now, yeah. whether that is someone that you work with, whether that is a good friend, whether that is phoning, up, uh, phoning us up and sharing appropriate stuff that doesn't break any confidences and things like that, and you'd have to be very careful about that, of course, which you know, um, whether that would be, whether phoning the Samaritans would be good, whether you, I don't know if you're in therapy, whether sharing that with a therapist would be good. You, you, you have to have in place that you will have some people that you can share this with and also some way of switching off, whether that's meditation, whether it's a glass of wine at night, which, which works perfectly for some people, whether it's exercise, whether it's walking the dog, going for a swim. If I were you, I'd also want to reassure myself that, again, I, I'm going back to this thing, are you the token mental health effort for the company or will you have someone that you can go to and say look this is the problem with this person how can we support them and they help you to do something practical for people because the last thing you want to do is you're the person everyone offloads onto and then unfortunately frustratingly nothing else happens well, I think as it happened, I mean, the company itself is a big one. I think they've got about you know, there's thousands of people who work for the company, right. uh, and they've had about oh, I think a couple of hundred people showing interest in this role. So it looks like it's going to be a well-supported role, and there'll be a lot of people in my in my role that would be. So I don't think it's going to be all on me. Okay. Probably, I'll probably be you know given a little group two. Nelly, can I do maybe, something I uh, never normally do? Oh, go on. Can I can I tell you what to do? Mm, you go for it, yeah. Uh, feel the fear and do it anyway. Go and do it. Put your name forward. I, I never tell people what to do, um, and you take it as take it as you want. You know, take it or ignore it. I think you should go and do it. I think you should go and put your name on and say, "Yeah, I'm up for this, please." Yeah. Um, I'll, okay. I'll I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> go, go on. Go on. If we if if you want if you have another quick game. Of Dulux or Durex with me? Yeah, go on then. Now, let's do it. This is okay, where you name you name a, a, a paint colour or yeah. or a Johnny, and we have to adult guess. Or I guess or, or, or adult film star, paint colour and adult film star. All right, so we'll, we'll have a couple of rounds. Ian versus Kath. Okay. Uh, let's go. This is this is great. I think Matt... I won last time, didn't I? No, no, no. That, was yes. a, that doesn't count. Okay, away you go. Okay, so we'll go for um, Amber Dawn. Amber Dawn. I'm Porn gonna... star. I'm going to say Dulux. Dawn Star, well done. Yes, mate, I know. Big fan. Okay, next. You can go uh, first this one, Catherine. Okay. Couple, couple more. Okay, I'll do a couple more. Um, uh, what this one? Um, Rich Black. <laughs> Niche. <laughs> Dulux. It is Dulux. Well done, Cal. Okay, right. This, yeah, is, this is it. Go on. This is the decider. This is the decider. And uh, if, I, if I get this right, you become a mental health key worker. If Catherine gets this right... You become a patron decorator. And everyone has, just has to cry, OK? OK, yep, sounds good. Um, right, OK. Havana 
ginger. That's a port. That's a Durex. Havana ginger. No, that's Dulux. Havana ginger is a female port star. Mate, go and make those people happy. Give them a yeah. shoulder to cry on. I'm going to say it now. That's not her real name. <laughs> um, I, I, I think I cannot think of someone better. I cannot think of many people better than you, Nelly, that I would like to come and share some problems with. So. I really think if you're up for it, do it. But also, uh, being realistic, and we have to go to the news in a second, give yourself like a time frame. And if after three months or whatever time you set, it's not working for you, say, you know, be prepared to step back from it and say, do you know what? This is actually making, this is having a negative impact on my health. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. You're very kind, both of you. Thank you. Um, thanks very much, Nelly. Thank you very much. Thank you. People like you are great. I would, I would, I would happily go and share my stuff with Nelly. Well done, Carol and Andy. Stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Dogwood blossoms float against the ice-encrusted creek bank A tender blade of new green grass is bravely pushing upward through the melting snow The spring breeze ruffles through my hair and whispers softly everywhere Telling secrets in my eyes Search the countryside for your hello The seasons come Seasons go Lightning darts among the pines Caught in a summer rainstorm Soaking wet I look upon The new cloud earth With rivulets between each row I almost feel you next to me And it stirs a memory That hangs suspended with a sigh And gently weaves its way Seasons come, the seasons go. Seeds of grain lay scattered in a trail that leads to nowhere. The rustling leaves beneath my feet swirl in a colorful kaleidoscope. A thousand spans of outstretched wings circle briefly hovering, and they swiftly Bobby Gentry at the moment, guys. Loving Bobby Gentry. I mean, what a voice. What a lady. Great times. Uh, let me just, let's just take it. Yes, line two, you're on the wireless. I'm on the wireless, cranky. 
Oh, it's it's this uh, this this guy who always sounds like he's up to something very very naughty, wearing a velvet glove, <laughs> having a PW. Oh. Beg your pardon. A posh one. Just one moment. I need to send radio down. I wasn't expecting to go on air. This, this, this is how it happens sometimes. Sometimes, I, sometimes this I is how it happens. Got Lawrence unawares. Yes. He has to go to the East Wing. Wearing leather slippers, you know. And that's all. Leather slippers. Sorry about that. That's all right, Lawrence. Nice to talk to you, mate. What have you got for us tonight? Uh, That's a nice song you're playing there. What's it called? Bobby Gentry, Seasons Come, Seasons Go. Just heard it for the first um, time tonight. I love it. Very sort of um, early Moody Blues. I don't know that much about the Moody Blues. I know Go Now, which is like one of their early hits in Denny Lane, but then I know that very shortly after that they changed radically and became, I don't want to say proggy, but certainly became more sweeping in their music. But I don't know much about them. I don't know, what's the big album? Days of Future Past, is that what it's called? Something like that. Yes, I I don't know it. I did go through through a phase... um, didn't last very long. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd like them if I got into them, but I just haven't, I haven't found the time yet. I haven't found the time. I haven't found the time. You you have that kind of a mixture of music and poetry and a lot of imagery going on. Nights in Wyatt Sutton. Where's that one, of course? All having a posh wave at the sky. (laughs) Um, Lawrence, what can we do for you this evening? Well, that that was, that was it really. The Moody Blues. Say hello, and um, um, I'll you know, for details of that song. And uh, Bobby Gentry, I'm I'm starting to get into Bobby Gentry a Bobby lot. Gentry. I um, I listened to a really good podcast about her. It's part of the Cocaine and Rhinestones podcast oh, series. And there's an episode. I, I find them all a little bit dry, but there was a really nice one about Bobby Gentry actually, which kind of gave her her, her story, and I didn't know it, and I found that one really interesting. So I would recommend listening to that if you want to get a little bit of the old um, the background in for Marziano. I'm rather partial to that sort of sound, you know, from the late 60s of psychedelia. Kind of, um, well, she's, she's, she's kind yeah. of sort of swampy and a bit... Oh, what was... The, oh, 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 oh. She did a great... She did an album with Glenn Campbell. What was the song I heard her singing with... She, obviously... Oh! Oh, listen, hang on, listen to this, listen to this, listen, listen, listen to this, this is great, I oh. mean, hang on, oh, not this, this is an advert uh, for banking, yeah. hang on, this is not great, this is the antithesis, listen to this, this is great. Ben Campbell yeah. and Bobby Gentry, here we go. It's knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk. What's interesting is she's singing the lower part, it's great. That makes me tend to leave my sleeping bag rolled up and stashed behind your couch. Hmm. Yeah? Do you know, do you know what that reminds me of? Go on. That song by Nielsen, Everybody's Talking At Me. Everybody's Talking At Me. Sort of, um, you know. Nielsen's biggest similar. hit, and he didn't write it. But it's a similar vibe. Um, they also did, um, they also had a big hit with, they had a big hit. Oh, hang on, let me try this one. This is, uh, let me try, let me just try, let me just try. Hang on, let me try, let me try. No, not this one. Listen to this. Uh, this is, this is, this is, this is stunning. Listen to this. This is, this is what it's all, this is what it's all about. This is what life's about. This 
is this is it. Listen. Oh. I bless the day I found you. I want to stay around you, and so I beg you, let it be me. And it that's what life's about. That is got everyone going by the Bobby Gentry and Glen Campbell album is a masterpiece. But that, that's uh, could be from the B side of Bright Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. Bright Eyes was a great song. What are you talking about, Lawrence? It's the oboe, you see. It's the oboe. All right, hey, listen, nice one, Lawrence. Thanks for calling, man. Right, take care. Bye, bye. Oh, nice guy. I like Lawrence. Mysterious, smooth. A lot, a lot of people, you kind of, you kind of got an idea of what's going on. Lawrence got no idea, and I like it. Withheld number. You know he's wearing a smoking jacket yeah, and a cravat. And uh, nothing else. <laughs> uh, let's try Andy. Good evening, Andy. Oh, hi, Ian and Catherine. Um, I love your show. Thank you. Uh, I'm not a miserable person, but it does take quite a lot to uh, make me laugh. And uh, oh. in a nice way, you make me laugh. Um, Thank you. Can I just, oh, you're very welcome. Can I just also say um, uh, I find you very engaging as a broadcaster. Are you talking to I me or Catherine? You. Say again? Are you talking to me or Catherine? Both of you. Oh, as a broadcaster, we have, be- we have become one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Broadcasters. <laughs> okay. Well, that, thank you, man. That means a lot. Uh, I, I don't want to get um, too deep, but um, I think you're also um, a very strong person. And uh, I'll give you an example. I called you just before Christmas, yeah. and I was unaware it was live to air. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> came on, <clears throat> and you just kindly said to me, uh, oh, hi, Andy, uh, how are you? And I just lost my dad, and oh. I broke down. I broke down on air, and you were so genuinely sympathetic with me. Yes, um, man. Uh, um, uh, you speak to so many people. If you can remember that, I do. Do you know what? I, I, I remember very little. I do remember that. Yes, I do remember that because we were having a little bit of fun, and um, you 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 came on at I a very went. vulnerable time. Yeah. I just went. But just just going back to you being um, a strong person, Ian, if you don't mind me saying, um, you, you've got an honesty that bears that out. Um, you, you, you're just honest and open, and, and that makes you a strong person. And um, before I start bubbling again, mm-hmm. um, I'd just like to say two things to say, if that's okay. Yeah, go on. Uh, my mum always said to me, uh, nothing's ever as bad as you think it's going to be. Mm. And that's true. Yeah. My poor, my, my lovely dad used to say to me, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Just be careful it's not a freight train. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. So they balanced each other out is what you're saying. Um, I, yeah, they do, yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're very kind. I'm not sure. I, I would suggest I'm a very weak um, person. But, 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 I appreciate your kind words. How are you doing? How are you I'm, doing I'm, now? Uh, yeah, it's kind of true. I'm doing okay now. It's very, very been very, very difficult time. I was very close to my dad, but uh, he was always a very, very funny man. Can I just tell you one little yeah, tale on. about? Please do. I'd love to know more about him. Go on. He, he was uh, he was in a residential rest home um, for the last uh, six years, yeah. and he suffered with something called Kursky-Kursikoff uh, syndrome. Kursikoff syndrome, yeah, uh, which meant that because of alcohol abuse, he'd only got like a five minute memory. 
And uh, I was with him shortly after he arrived in the nursing home. I saw him whenever I could. I was working for an airline at the time, so I was away a lot. And uh, one day I was there, one, in the first six weeks he'd been there, and um, a lady knocked on the door at 11 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Um, my dad said, come in. And um, the lovely lady walked in, and she'd got a tea trolley with cakes and biscuits and coffee on. You don't see tea <laughs> trolleys anymore. You don't no, see you don't, no, you don't you see don't. a good old tea trolley with those big silver tea urns and the cakes and the no. all beautiful, lovely. And what's up? What's happened to the fondant fancies? Oh, the fondant fancy, the finest of all the cakes seems to have disappeared. Kids these days, they're too busy smoking seen. crack. <laughs> yeah, they still do, and they're just a lot smaller. Right, okay. Yeah, they are. I, I, and I, personally, I haven't seen the gypsy cream for about twenty years. Can't call them gypsy creams anymore. They're travellers creams. Oh, travellers. Yeah, Sorry, nice. I fell into that one, didn't yes, I? They're travellers creams. Anyway, yes, go on. So, yeah, yeah. this lady, bring, I'm assuming it's a lady bringing around a tea trolley. Yeah. yeah. So um, she said uh, to my father, Richard, would you like a cup of coffee? He said, Oh, yeah, that'd be lovely. Thank you. And uh, and he said. Oh, to me, uh, uh, to the lady, would you like to get my son one as well? And I said, no, Dad, I'm okay, thanks. So then she said, would you like some biscuits, Richard? Would you like some digestive biscuits, which were his favourite? So he had his coffee and his digestive biscuits. He thanked her and she left. And when she shut the door, he turned to me and he said, Andrew, I just can't believe that. They brought me coffee and biscuits. How nice is that? Oh. Well, when I was leaving, I went to find a lady with a tea trolley, and I told her that. And she said... He has his coffee and biscuits every day at eleven o'clock. Oh, and he didn't remember. But but that but that you know what? That's kind of magic, isn't it? Yes, it is magic. And the that simple that simple pleasure is new and fresh every single day at eleven o'clock. And she knows exactly what he likes. Yeah. Oh, that's magic. (laughs) And and um, uh, not on a maudlin um, note, but um, uh, the funeral director told me that when. my dad was taken um, to the place of rest. Uh, the um, the nursing care and the residential care people uh, and the care workers formed a guard of honour for him. Uh, and beautiful. it was just... Yes, it That's is. Yeah, it aren't there nice and, people uh, out there? Oh, there's some great... And do you know what? For what they're paid... Yeah, oh God, they get it's, no, it's, it's ridiculous. The, the work that carers in care homes and those that visit people in, in their home, it, 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 yeah. it's shocking how little we give them. It's, my, it's a crime. Yeah. My grandma's carers came to the funeral and um, oh. and they were as upset same, as we same. were. Yeah. Catherine, same, same. It's yeah. just lovely. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry, I haven't got any really amusing anecdotes. No, you have. You've got, no, you, just... What you've got is a really charming human a human anecdote, which, which I feel privileged that you shared a little bit of your dad with us tonight, Andy. So thank you, yeah. man. Well, you were lovely to me, and thank you very much, Ian. Okay, take care, brother. I appreciate that. I'm reminded, I meant to say this the other day. Do you remember um, before Christmas, we had a guy, David, call up, whose wife, Sarah, but spelt Sarah, had died that day. Yes. She died that day. And a little girl. A little girl called Freya. And it was incredible. It was incredible. He he sent me this a while ago, but I wasn't feeling great. He sent me this on the 3rd. And and he'd heard that I wasn't feeling great. Um, and he sent me, and I watched it, um, and uh, he, he said, right, let me read this out, because I gave him my phone number. Hi, Ian, you gave me your number before Christmas. I called your show the day my wife Sarah died, age 34, leaving me with my daughter Freya. I'm really sorry to intrude, but I wanted to share this with you. It's my introduction at Sarah's celebration of life ceremony. What a great, you know, terribly sad, tragic thing, but what a great title, a ceremony of life, celebration of life. I've been catching up on the pods, and he's been having an afternoon. Um, if I can do anything, let me know. 
And he sent me this six-and-a-half-minute video of him, someone's filmed on their mobile phone, of him holding Freya. Oh. Um, and she's obviously jiggling about. As, I think she's like two or something, isn't she? Three. Three, probably. You know, so she has, he has to put her down, and he's do, he does his lovely introduction that they're going to have a celebration of his wife's, who's passed away, life. And he does like a little speech, and he says, look, we're going to play music, and we've got some food and stuff. If at any point someone wants to come up, oh, you're welling up. Sorry, look. Uh, if at any point anyone wants to come up, we're just going to dip the music. You just say a few words, and there's no pressure. And um, and if you don't do it, that's cool. But this is an opportunity just to say what we loved about her. Whoa, flipping yeah. neck. I'd never heard of anything like that. You know, I, I've been to wakes. This is not a wake. Um, uh, and this is something very, very special. But, 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 but. What was special f- about it for me was that he had shared it to me. And do you know what? I've not got back to him, and I will get back to him tomorrow because I've not been feeling great. Um, but that he shared it with me. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest. There was part. There was twenty percent of me that thought maybe that call was not a genuine call. I was. I, I questioned well, only, it only because. What are the odds that someone would ring us yeah. first? Yeah. Before everyone else. And I did question it, and and of course <laughs> I feel terrible for questioning it. Um. Uh, so I'm going to send David a little text tomorrow. Do. But that, I thought that was lovely for him to share that. Just that just reminded me of my friend Nikki. She lost her husband. He, he had a very rare form of brain cancer. And um, she had this celebration of life and, and with, with, you know, with a funeral involved uh, in the woods. And uh, oh, everyone brought a pic- picnic. Yeah. And when they told me about it, I thought, oh, God, this is a bit hippy-dippy. Yeah. It was beautiful, right? And once the, the once the funeral part of it was over, and it was a humanist ceremony, so there was no, you know there was no praying or anything like that. It was all stories bringing him to life, really, yeah. different aspects of him, stories from when he was a kid, stories from work. He was a Radio Four announcer, um, and so he had some quite famous people there telling stories oh. about him and stuff, and yeah. how what a professional he was, but how funny he was, and that's what came across. And also the fact that they were just that kind of couple that makes everyone else feel like. The, the ideal is possible. You know, they were best friends and it was just such a sad, sad thing. But their children were there. And at the end of the ceremony, they said, you know what, the best thing you could do for us as a family, because I know mm. everyone wants to do something. Can we? Can you play rounders with the kids? Oh, yes, Everyone mate. sat around till it went dark. They played with the kids. The kids knew that they were being looked after by everyone there. There must have been about 200 people yeah. there. And um, the kids didn't sit down the whole time. Beautiful. It was the most glorious thing. I didn't know him, but I wished I had. Yeah. Um, death's going to happen to all of us, right? And, and something like that is a beautiful way to kind of end it for yeah. the people that are still alive. I phoned up. Um, we talked about Dennis from Dunstable. I will come to you in a minute, Carol, I promise. After the break, uh, phone up. Dennis from Dunstable, who passed away. Yeah. 95, I think, 96, I can't remember. We thought he'd gone quiet. Yeah, uh, and his, I phoned up his grandson today, uh, Simon, and uh, a grandson's probably the same age as me, but younger. And I had a chat with him and just said, I just wanted to say, you know, me and Kath, you know, you, you're aware your granddad used to call us a lot, and I just want to say he was a gentleman, and I shared a couple of funny stories with yeah. him that he may not have been aware of. And you tell him about when we took him to see that dirty film? Of course I did, of course I did. <laughs> it was hilarious. And we had a good old laugh uh, about Dennis, and here's the thing that, Basically, he, he he was he was falling over quite a bit, and um, and he was in uh, the like, like the last month or so he was in a hospice, oh, and I was thinking, oh, shit, I wish I'd have known. Shit, should have I should have should have chased it up, and we didn't follow our instinct of chasing it up. We just assumed that, he, that we passed away, 
And I was thinking, shit, should have gone and should have gone and sat with him for an hour. Should have done it. And I was I was so annoyed. Anyway, anyway, you you, you, you know you can't build your life on shoulds and and, and woulders and stuff like that. But um, the funerals, I think, probably going to be about three weeks time. I've said to him, look, if, if there's room, me and Kat, and, we, and I haven't got the kids, me and Kath would love to come. So yeah. I'm sure that that would be cool. I suspect Justin will, will come along as well. I'm sure Justin will come, looking like a geezer. It's <laughs> <laughs> something outrageous. Um, but it was just, it was, it was. Uh, it was nice to speak to Simon and um, his grandson, and just you know chat for 10 minutes about his granddad you know and what a nice person he was and i guess i guess that's the best we can hope for if when we we die if some people share some nice stories about us that's it yeah isn't it that's that's immortality the thing that really breaks my heart at the moment there's been quite a few stories about sort of ex-servicemen in particular um but old older people who died in care homes on their own and they kind of put a call out don't they and say can anyone come to the funeral and they get loads of people because there were some brilliant kind people out there but it just feels like such a shame that that he didn't get a couple of people going to see him when he was alive you know yeah anyway 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 such is life oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, Paul Ross is on at one. Let's go to Carol. Good evening, Carol. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Bye, Carol. Ian. Good Missed evening. you last Friday. Oh well. Nice to hear you back. Nice to have nice to have um, a cath. Thanks a bunch, mate. Solo show. Always good to have a cath solo show. Although I cannot listen for uh, political reasons. Well, you're probably doing smart. Why am I excited? No, it's because he's got it in for me and he's trying to uh, yep. undo me from from the inside out. Sorry? Yeah, no, that's weird, isn't it? That's a weird She told us um, she was the boss. Yeah, totally the boss. No, that's, 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 um, that's bollocks. <laughs> About, she was. She said, I'm the producer. She's the producer, but, I mean, it's a meaningless title on a show that requires no production. <laughs> you say that. Well, I, I say it because it's true. <laughs> All right, then. So You can write the next Ofcom. Um, sure, fine. I'll just tell him to get lost. Anyway, Carol, I don't want to know what happened on um, Catherine's watch. Catherine's um, well, I just thought you might like to know. No, how not interested. She not interested. It means it's meaningless to me. It's pointless. It's meaningless. Uh, you might as well tell me what, Thanks, what, what how, you, how an onion grows. It's got no interest in either. Wow. No interest. It means meaningless to me. Well, I was just going to say how much I've enjoyed the show tonight. Well, that'll um, be five pounds, please. <laughs> <laughs> be five pounds. Sure. Um, um, uh, how nice it was to hear about the man with the kitty and, uh, uh, kitty? and my kitty just had surgery. She had to have her eye removed. Oh no! Did what, she get what a glass she eye? <laughs> what did she see? Has she got a glass <laughs> eye? Do cats get glass eyes? She's turned into a pirate. Oy. Did you keep the eye? One of them little Did eye you keep patches. Because hello, yeah, nice. she. Hello. Yes. Did you keep the eye? No, the vets kept it. Well, that's outrageous. It, it got infected. And I demanded. I demanded a discount on the fee because they're getting free eyes. <laughs> Honestly, six hundred pound altogether. Well, this is why everyone, everyone, you got pets. You should have pet insurance. Well, the problem I had is she was a, a rescue cat, right. and she was uh, too old 
because after they're nine, you can't get insurance. And if you adopt a senior cat, then what? you can't you can't take I'm, out an insurance. How, how old's Velvet? Them. Velvet's 20 and she's got insurance. Do, she, have you had her for a long time? Oh, yeah, I've had her since she was two. But you can get insurance for older cats. Go, you go on the comparison Not websites. Not if they're over nine years old. I dis- I would dispute that, but you obviously have more. I'm not, well, not that bothered. What, I'm going to get into an argument about it. That's what I've, I've just thought. Well, there's that many exclusions and everything. But so hang on, what? So you didn't you didn't actually check? You just thought thought it? No, I did try and f- sort it out because I've had a for seven years, and I did try and. Well, get you can't. It, here's the thing: you can't get insurance. When you know they're ill and you're about to take them in for an operation, you've got kind of the insurance because they're they're wise to that. Those insurance companies. Oh, you, you want to pay? You want to pay six pounds a month? Sure. Oh, hang on. The next day you're putting in a bill for six hundred pounds. What a coincidence! Yeah. You got to well, get it sorted yeah. out before. So hang on. How long? What age did you get the cat? Um, I got two together. One was Millie was four. Right. And she's eleven now. Right. Is that the one um, with the eye? Yeah. Right, well, second a minute. <laughs> so the whole f- last five minutes I of the conversation is irrelevant. You could have got insurance time. for her. But I couldn't insure Pepper, who was eight, and I thought, I can't insure one cat and then not the well, other. Hang on, but Pat, you said you couldn't insure a cat that was over nine, yeah, but Pepper was eight. That's because Pepper was nearly nine. Right. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? You can lie about cats' ages. Who's going to who's going to ask them? And also, you, 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 so you you didn't insure the younger one because you thought it would be unfair on the older one. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, you got to treat them the same. It's like no, you got to treat them mean, keep them keen. Oh no, that's no, not cats. You well, actually, it is to a certain extent. Uh, no, of course you don't. Not when it comes to insurance, because because that can cost you. Well, it's just cost you six hundred quid. Yeah, but the, my vet's lovely, and he lets me pay it off. Um, in chunks when I get my benefit in money cat in. So, yeah, oh well. cat chunks. And go. I put her a tray down and she hadn't used it for years and she hopped straight in. I know exactly where to take a dump on that lovely, lovely exactly. litter. I, I woke up the other day. I woke up the other day. I'm going to talk. I woke up the other day and I've been sleepwalking and I was taking a dump in the litter tray. Did you cover it over afterwards? Yes, I did. Well, yeah. I got most of it on the floor. Oh. Um, so do they. There we go. There we go. But also, to all the people who are not feeling too good... Cheer up! Been... Come on, pull your socks up, no. get on with it! Lighten up, you miserable year. bunch! It's a time of year. We're well. trudging through February... We need some snowdrops popping up and crocus and everything to cheer Crocai. everybody up. So it's that seasonally affected disorder with the for some people it is for some people it's people have died. So <laughs> seasonal affective death. A couple of tulips aren't going to help that. Well, also, okay. one last thing I've nearly forgot. I, I wish you would I, because to get our number. Up, I thought I'll. Do a tape recording for my funeral of my own u- urology, is it? Oh, <laughs> urology? Nice urology? Mate, I, I, would, no. I, would, I would pay top dollar to listen to that, to your, to your own urology for your funeral. Well, you can come if you want. 
because I probably snuff it before you anyway. No, well, so, yeah, I would think so. You're like about 40 years older than me. Well, feels I'm only 61. Yeah, 40 so years older than me. Like, I thought you said you were 40. That's my showbiz age. My real <laughs> age is 21. Yeah, he says it's the older, so he gets taken seriously. Yeah. You were older than that when I saw you. That was makeup. That was makeup. Heavy makeup. Well, you were so high up, I could hardly see you anyway. Okay, I'm losing the will to live. You... All right, Carol. <laughs> I know. Not uh, a surprise. Okay. Uh, uh, thanks for your call. Yeah, no. Yeah, there we go. Oh, uh, I'm totally going to read your urology. Will you read it's mine? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Will you read mine? I'll read your urology. Of course I will. With pleasure. Don't, don't say Kath was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to say that or I'll haunt you. Can you clip that for me, please, Sam? Thank you. Just the, the just clip it to me and send it over and I'll, 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 I'll do something good with that. I'll play it a lot. <laughs> He's going to put that in my headstone. <laughs> in your headstone? Yeah. I'll put it in your but headstone. But then it'll be talking. I'll put it in your headstone. <laughs> so when people go past, it'll trigger. Kath was a dick. Kath was a dick. Don't <laughs> stop and look at this one. Kath was a dick. <laughs> don't, don't stop and look at this one. Dick. Kath was a dick. Kath was... Dirty pervert. <laughs> Don't be so silly, Kath. <coughs> I think I might need it sooner. Aren't your balls normally held back by your willy? Catherine, you're such a t- Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dirty pervert. <coughs> no, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> I once laughed till I threw up and I think I nearly went there again. <coughs> I'll tell you what I haven't had for a long time. Go on. Milk coming through my nose. <laughs> oh, when you drink milk and someone <laughs> says something really funny and you snort and it comes out through your nose, it's delicious. <laughs> oh, don't be disgusting. It is the best. Milk over snot? Yes, man. It's like a milkshake. Oh, <laughs> A bogey shake. <laughs> Have you never had that? You drink your milk and someone, just as that moment, just as it's hitting the back of your throat, cold, fresh milk, and someone says, yeah, and it looked like a mushroom. <laughs> No, oh, comes out the nose. That's a pretty specific scenario. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not quite great. sure what the funny line would be. Uh, the lines are empty. We're going to take calls straight to air for the end of the show. Just please stop coughing. We'll wait until you stop coughing. Uh, <coughs> Dick. <coughs> Don't. You're trying to end me on air? I like mine quite hard, and then I like to put it all in my mouth at once. <laughs> Milk comes out. Ugh. You finished? Yeah. Sure, let's wait. I stopped coughing and my ovaries are shriveled. What more do you want? I'm gonna try one. Let me try. <laughs> what are you doing? What? That's abuse. Sorry, I apologise. <laughs> the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Call straight to air for the last twenty minutes. Who cares, really? I mean, come on, guys. This is the thing. This is free. Everyone moaning. That drunk woman who keeps setting up different Twitter accounts just to slag off the show. Um, here's the thing. It's free, which means you can afford to buy more booze. For crying out loud. I, <laughs> I, nuts, I, I huh? have to resist tweeting her back and say, sorry, did we charge you? She, she keeps setting up like different... Read out this, this stream the in the order me. that it was set. Oh, the, I, haven't, the, I haven't looked at her stream. Oh, go to the stream. It's insane. And do it from the bottom up. It's insane. This is like her third or fourth Twitter account. She phoned up the show a couple of times. I think her name was Julie. And she got upset 
She was the one who, who slagged me off and said that if I went to one of her AA meetings, she would pour tea over my head You'd and call roasted. me out. get roasted. I'd get roasted, because that's what happens at 12-step meetings, guys. It's like a battlefield Judgment all the way. Um, she got upset because I, I... she Remember, she started because she phoned up right towards the end of a show once and then was telling a really boring, long, dull story... And I, I kind of let her get away with it as much as I And I'd say, OK, look, well, we've got to end it there because Paul Ross is in. And that guy's a maniac. Um, and she, she hates me. Have you got her Twitter feed? I'm trying to find... It's, it's got a lot of numbers, so it's Come hard on, to... no, Don't just click on one of her tweets. I can't. Because she's not atting me. She's just going off. Find it. I am finding it. Just, just type in Ian Shh. Lee. It's not. She's not acting anyone. She's just no, going off. By well, she herself. mentions my name, so you type in Ian Lee in search and NA or something like that. Hello, line one. Is it Ghostbusters two? Yes, it is. Yes. For the first yes, time. Yes. For the first time in fifteen years. Please hurry up. I've got it. Right. Right. Go from the bottom everyone, up. Everyone, shut up now. Okay. All right. Let's get some. Um, let's get some dramatic wow. music. Hang on. So, hang on. Let's get some dramatic. Music. Uh, here we go. This is the best dramatic music ever. Oh, so- it's an advert for Right, okay. So six six hours, four hours, three hours, two hours, two hours, two hours, two hours, one hour, fifty-six minutes, forty-nine minutes. Alright, so she's been busy tonight. She's busy. Jules, you want to give us a call? You'd be very welcome to. Call straight to air 0344-499-1000. Six hours ago. Tuned in to last night's show with Ian Lee and Kath. God, train wreck. Three exclamation marks. It's usually cringeworthy listening to this mad fella's shouty ramblings, but seriously, get a sponsor, fella. I've got two. <laughs> two hours later, he'll probably hate me now, but know what? Who cares? The man should look at his ego. You're doing it wrong, fella? Question mark. I don't hate you. I love you. And I, and I wish you joy. Four hours. Get with a true programme, fella? Question mark. You present yourself as a complete lost person. Would love to assist, but sorry, I don't really like you. Bless. <laughs> Someone else might like you. Kiss. I'm, I am lost, and I would not want you to find me. Yeah, well, question mark. Had my moan about stuff, exclamation mark. Here's me relaxing on my couch. Fluffy slippers on, Netflix movie about to start. Not too shabby for me. What does a Netflix movie about to start mean? You press play and it starts. Yeah. It's not about to start. It's not shut the gun. What time does Netflix movie start? Maybe she doesn't realise you have to press play. She's been there a while. Yes, man. Okay, two hours. Ah, tonight's show is bloody worse. Mm. One, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, exclamation mark. You're going to wear them out. Ian needs therapy, question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark. What a worry this fella is, question mark. (sighs) Next, just to note, capital letters, quiet in yourself, shouty fella. One, two, three, four, five, I think about six, question mark, uh, exclamation marks. You're so annoying on the radio, too loud, I have to adjust my volume. You, and she called you a, 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 a T-W-O-T. Oh! Nan, irk, question mark, irk. <laughs> Don't even go trying to bring your show into something that any listener fiddling with their dial on their radio would tune into this programme. Nobody would listen to Ian Lee. She listens every single night. Next one. You <laughs> ought to be ashamed of yourself, Ian. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Ian. Then, what Ian, was he? you ignorant, uneducated buffoon. I beg your pardon, how rude. Read this out and let people respond without you interrupting. You rude, bad man, a little tyke, oh, question mark. Speak about Ian callers. Do you like him? 
<laughs> one hour ago. Gold! Jules, Jules call him, man. 03444991000. That's my piece. I love you. I How? love you as a human being. Well, wait for this one. How much more disappointing shite? Her spelling is uh, extra. Do we have to endure from Ian Lee? His show is really crap. Here's the thing. You don't have to endure any of it because you can turn off. And, and, and uh, Would you like a refund? Oh, no. You didn't pay <coughs> anything. Here we go. Didn't this... cost you anything. It was free. It's a message to me. Imagine setting up a Twitter. All the Twitter account is this. Imagine setting up a Twitter account to just slag off something that you don't have to listen to and is free. Warning from me, though. His counterpart slash co-presenter, Kath, but beware. He'll turn on you soon. He already started it last night, annoyed that you had a cough, a small thing, but big for it, so you were listening. That cough was annoying. Okay, well, here's the thing. That cough was really annoying. I wonder if she'd be listening now. She Um, pushes. She's loving it. We've been working together for five years. Unless that Netflix movie is um, about to start. It's a long film. We've been working together for five years. I don't think a cough's going to do it. Feels like longer. Ah. Ian Lee talks over you. Very rude. I bet he doesn't get that much attention at his AA or narcotics meetings. They wouldn't put up with his ego shite. <laughs> ah! Then, 53 minutes ago, shame for everyone. I'm off to bed now. Just oh. listen to real news on LBC. <laughs> Ian Lee is entertaining, of course. But, ha, ha, ha. She won. She got us. She got us. She beat us. Jules, who's, I think, using the name Mags or something now. Magdalene. She, she beat us, man. I don't believe it. She beat us. I do love it. I've We've delet- been spanked. I've deleted my Twitter again. Again, probably temporary. And as I said, my mate Scott, if he wants it, he's going to have it for the next few days until he gets his Twitter feed back. So you may see it slightly rebranded tomorrow. Do, do you know, send him love and stuff. Um, but uh, it's funny, the amount of tweets and stuff you get and emails and things from... Um, people who hate the show and listen to the show critiquing and criticising. Does that mean the same thing? Um, yeah, but one's French. Um, okay. Uh, critiquing and criticising. Um, <laughs> the show in great detail. Is, 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 um, who's that idiot who I don't like and gets those lesbians having sex on the radio? Howard Stern says, you know, people that like your show listen for an hour. The people that dislike it listen for two hours. And I, I'm cool with that, man. I'm cool with that. If you, whatever you, as long as it's getting a reaction. As long as it's getting some kind of reaction out of you. That's all we want. That's all we want. Listen to the show, and it really is very, 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 very peculiar, but wonderful. I love it. Um, call straight to where uh, this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Call straight to air 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're very, very welcome to. Um, listen, we haven't done any news stories. Let's do a news story, shall we, until people call in. Um, banned adverts that said fry-ups can beat diabetes. Got to be so careful when you advertise when you advertise these days. Well, it's health claims, isn't it? Well, it, it, any adver- advertisement, stuff that we advertise, the TV and stuff like that. Um, there's a thing called the ASA, the Advertising Standards Authority, and if if you if you basically say stuff that is is not true, you get you get busted. I think they're a slightly toothless tiger. I don't think they have the ability to impose fines or anything like that, but they can certainly bring to attention, and it becomes more difficult with TV and radio. Um, it's easier to kind of pull them online. It's the wild west out there. It's it's it, it, you know, any pretty much anything goes. You have got to be careful. This is interesting. A high fat 
low-carbohydrate diet plan, carbohydrate diet plan, was condemned by watchdogs yesterday. Adverts for the simplest fat diet claimed the plan can help with weight loss. It was also claimed the high-fat plan could help reverse type 2 diabetes. Advertising watchdogs said the plan's recommendations contradict NHS advice. A diet plan based on eating high-fat food was condemned by watchdogs yesterday. Adverts for the simplest fat diet claimed fry-ups and pork scratchings. <laughs> oh my God, really? Diet, diet, fry-ups and pork scratchings can help weight loss. Well, yeah, if all you're eating is one pork scratching a day, I don't mind a pork scratching, although once I had a nipple. Disgusting. They've got hair in. Um, it can help weight loss, reverse both type 2 diabetes and erectile dysfunction. What? The diet, which also limits carbohydrates, is promoted by, oh, the radio host, it should be X, John Gaunt. The 57-year-old claims he lost claims he lost five stone with the plan. However, the Advertising Standards Authority has ruled Gaunt offered no independent evidence to show the diet worked. Oh dear. It said its recommendations contradicted NHS advice. Gaunt has promoted the plan, which costs £99 a year on his website and social media. One promotional tweet read, <coughs> Do not eat cereal. Do not eat cereals. Eat the breakfast of champions. Two fried eggs. <laughs> Two? Two rashes of local butcher bought bacon. Ah. Whole fried tomato. Black coffee with double cream. Well, that's not a black coffee. That's a white no, coffee. That's a creamy coffee. <laughs> Feel satisfied. Well, hang on a minute. I would be eating more fat than I... They eat normally. Feel satisfied, but not stuffed, and you won't need to eat till tea time. Another suggested that pork scratchings were a healthier snack than crisps. One short <laughs> video carried the text, Welcome to Simple as Fat. Discover how John Gaunt lost 70 pounds, reversed his type 2 diabetes, and turned his life around while eating real food and never feeling hungry. In its ruling, um, the ASA said industry codes state any claim for weight reduction method must be backed by rigorous trials. Personal testimonials do not count. It added, because we'd not seen evidence that Simple as Fat's diet plan could result in weight loss, we concluded the ads breached the code in that regard. We concluded the ads also discouraged essential treatment for conditions for which medical supervision should be sought. Uh, it pointed to NHS advice saying foods high in saturated fat, such as butter and meat, could raise cholesterol <coughs> and increase the risk of heart disease and stroke. Flipping heck. Ah, but I suppose if you have a stroke and... Or, or a heart attack. You won't. You won't have diabetes anymore. Technically, the watchdog told Gaunt's companies not to claim their diet plan was a treatment for obesity or other conditions. Uh, Gaunt said the diet was in line with new thinking that sugar and carbs are worse than fat. We, we all know that sugar is bad. For you. Yeah. The sugar is, is is kind of the the tobacco of the twenty first century. Haven't carbs come back under the spotlight, suggesting you do need a certain amount of? I don't know. I don't. I don't know because it does keep the advice keeps changing. It does keep and changing. And I don't know, which is why I would go and see. Um, I would go and talk to a medical man. What yeah. do they call a doctor? I, 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 or a I nutritionist. Would, yeah, I would go and speak to to, to an expert, not um, uh, you know, not a podcaster. You know, unless they were an expert, I go and speak to someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah, not a gobshite. <laughs> Um, he received some backing for his claims from Asim Malhotra, an NHS cardiologist, who said a low-carbohydrate dietary pattern such as one promoted by John Gaunt is not only safe and effective at reducing weight, here we go, here we go, and managing diabetes, but is far superior to traditional low-fat approaches. Gaunt was sacked by TalkSport Radio in 2008 after he described a Tory councillor as a health Nazi and an ignorant pig. He now produces podcasts from home as well as selling the simplest fat plan. We'll all be there one day. We will all be there one day. That means in um, about 2031, you can look forward to the Ian Lee weight loss plan.
Simple as that. I'm just looking at the website, yeah. uh, the Twitter um, account. Yeah. D- defiant. Despite what busybodies say. Busybody. Experts, you mean. Hashtag type 2 diabetes can be reversed with low carbs. Okay, wow, he's doubling but, down. But no, no mention of port scratching. So. He's doubling down. <coughs> Isn't it a shame, though, eh? Ay, 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 ay. It is a shame. It is a shame. Uh, it is a shame. The, the, the hand of friendship been offered many, many times and, and um, slaps it back. And it is a shame. It is a shame. I used to love listening to his shows back in the day. But, um, you know, there you go. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We never got to do this. I mean, it always feels a little bit. Because I heard everyone else. Oh, no, what, uh, oh, there's a call here. Hello, line one. You're on the wireless. Do you want, do you want to come back to my place, bouncy, bouncy? Um, actually, I'm, I'm going to pass, but um, I will keep your number on record if that's okay. Everyone else was doing this. So it always feels like we're, we're getting it a day and a half after everyone else. But the best radio show of all time. So, is it the BBC that's done this? Yeah, Radio Times, isn't it? Classic radio show, which allows... A little bit, it's Radio Times. They've come up with the top 30 radio programmes all the time, but they're all BBC programmes. They're all, B- like, um, I think, national BBC as well, so there's no local programmes in there. And there's certainly no commercial radio, which seems a little bit pointless. And I know as well that in terms of the radio awards, there's now two awards. There's the Arias, which used to be the Sonys, but Bauer, is it Bauer? One yeah. of the groups... They do their own, don't they? They do their own. And the BBC has its own. The BBC has its own, but as well as being part of the Aries. It's very strange. Anyway, so let's go through this. Number 30, Private Passions, Radio 3. I don't know it. Uh, Hang on, the 30 best radio programmes of all time were whittled down by a panel of 46 industry experts. Well, uh, where was my phone call, guys? Maybe it's because I've deleted my email. That would be... I make some off Twitter. They they wanted wanted to reach me. They couldn't including Radio 2 presenter Sarah Cox. Radio 4 programmes dominated the list with eight shows in the top ten. Wake Up to Wogan, which ran for over 25 years, was the only Radio 2 programme acknowledged. Ah, there was there was one local radio programme. The Nick Coffer Show on BBC Three Counties Radio came in at number 18. Fantastic. Desert Island Discs producer Cathy Drysdale said it was wonderful that Desert Island Discs should top the list. Ah, there was a second one at number nine. It's the Roberto Peroni show is in there. There's a third. Number three from BBC Three Counties Radio. It's the Black and Asian show. Uh, The Goon Show is number 21. Come this way. I never... I've really tried with the Goons because I like Sellers. I like Milligan. um, Always put off by... um, What was his name? Seek. Always put off by Seek. Just because of Highway. <laughs> because I, of Highway. No, because I, I grew up watching Highway, and Highway was like <laughs> Sunday at 5.45, yeah, but he did play Mr. Yeah. Pickwick. If I ruled yeah, the world. Oh, well, now I know that. Now I know he was a brilliant, you know, singer and musician, uh, singer and, and actor and Broadway. And you the know, West he, did a, he, did a, he just did a musical act, which, he, which basically came, he came on and shaved. And pulled funny faces oh. and used the audience as a mirror. And he was oh. sustained. And Peter Seller said it was the most laughs you got from the tiniest routine you'd ever oh, seen. Oh, that's like a Kafka thing. That's and, and, and towards the end, he, he would take his shirt off and attempt and just begin to shave his armpits. And they bring the, the curtains across. Oh, <laughs> that is Gotta love great. the man for that. Right. But I've tried with the Goon Show. 
I just, I just think maybe I'm. It's just sort of one shift of a generation too far yeah, away for me. I just can't. Did you like round the horn? Often. Um, I was listening to to um, I listened to Four Extra quite a lot, and they play a lot of old comedies. And I was listening to one today, and I thought, well, this is from the fifties. It's from the eighties. It was. Um, oh. What? I can't. I can't think. Of it. It's very old-fashioned. Because I've got a couple. Of, I can bring them in for you if you like. Because I'm never going to play them. I've got a couple of Round the Horn albums. Oh. And what's interesting is the they're cartoon front, and they've got you know Hugh Paddock and Kenneth Williams and Kenneth Horn and all the great stars in it. But they they credit on the front as caricatures, and they wouldn't have been known then. Barry Cry and Marty Feldman wow, who wrote yeah. a lot of them. That's quite a generous thing to do back in the day, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good old Marty I liked Feldman. how they always introduced Betty Marsden like a fella. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Marsden. Betty Marsden. <laughs> and you know Kenneth Horn's real job was an estate agent. Really? And he was in the States, made a lot of money in the home counties. It's all yeah. personal, like an old retired yeah. account. And he turned up and did the radio show. Never really did stand-up or anything else. He was an estate agent. I'll tell you what I, I so really like a lot. And Had much finding in the marsh. <laughs> is, um, is it, uh, I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Oh, that's great, yeah. We played a clip of it a few, uh, probably a couple of months ago, where they were um, doing the songs of Petula Clark, but they just bleeped out certain words so it sounded filthy you know, I will never go bleep yeah it was it was it was so funny man it really yeah. made me laugh anyway Paul Ross one good morning what's on your show tonight on the show tonight um, we are crossing live to Mexico at the top of the hour because of course El Chapo has been oh. found guilty um, remarkable story this the trial's been running 11 weeks they're so worried about him escaping or being uh, got out of prison that they were closing the Brooklyn Bridge for the course of the trial as he was taken from his jail to wow. the courthouse he escaped from prison once he had a tunnel dug possibly with the collusion of guards in Mexico, to under his shower in his cell, who has a shower. At the bottom of this mile-long tunnel, as he came, was a motorbike waiting yeah. for him. Oh, and he said to have bribed one of the Mexican presidents with $100 million. Wasn't there a, in this particular case, there was wrangling over. He, he wanted his wife to be able to embrace him or something, and people were worried that he was going to like, yeah. give her a message. Although he did escape from one uh, scene of a, a possible arrest in the nuddy with his mistress. So whether the <laughs> wife would have had kind words for him, we do not know. So yeah. live to Mexico for that. And also, um, you know, sometimes you do an item, you meet somebody, you read a book, and you think, everything I know is wrong. Yeah. I confidently thought the chewing gum was a gift of the Americas to the Western world. The conquistadors brought back chiclet and his chewing gum, resin, and that was it. Okay, We've got a guest on tonight, no. okay, who says, no, you're an no. idiot, Ross, and oh. he proves it. Wow. Chewing gum is 6,000 years old oh. and was first developed in Finland. The book's great. It's called Plato's Alarm Clock, and it looks yeah. at ancient versions of modern inventions, including Archimedes' death ray from 2,500 years ago. And yet you don't believe that we may have come from Mars a million years ago and lost some of the technology, no. and now you're hearing about oh, Archimedes' on, on, on. death ray. Have you heard of Damascus steel? No. Hardest form of steel mm, ever invented hardest. by human, humankind. Yeah. Okay. And when? Rarely needed sharpening. Yep. We lost the technology in the 17th century. 17th We've century. got examples you know of steel. Called? Well, they named it that because they think They've it came it. from the, uh, the Saracens, but it predates it. It goes mm. back about 300 yep. BC. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we know about it. So where's the spaceship? What about, what about the Babylonian batteries that have gone missing? Well, exactly. Well, we know about them. And this is, this is, yeah. But we we did, know what they're called. Where did Mars bars come from apart from Slough? <laughs> we, well, I grew up in Slough, and on, if the wind was blowing in the right direction in the school playground, you could smell the Mars bars. That was, and if the wind Charlie was blowing in the other direction, it was the Mars workers I felt <laughs> sorry for from your school. <laughs> exactly. Paul, thank you very much. Paul will be on at one o'clock, as per usual. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, uh, Sam. Thank you to, I'm going to say, eight out of ten of the uh, callers tonight. Yeah. But um, not the ones who thought that technology comes from Mars. Cause oh, what? Mm, okay, you see what you've done. Uh, you've done there. Well, that, that's. I'm going to lodge that, and in about ten years' time, I'm going to get drunk again and pull you up on it. 
Um, don't forget, podcasts are plenty, dear listener. There's the best of. We'll put out Jay tomorrow, tomorrow as a podcast as well and his Beatles request. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, and we can get the rabbit hole as well if you go to iTunes or Acast and type in Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. These things pop up. We will be back tonight. Tim, we haven't got any guests tonight, have we? We've got guests on th- 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 Thursday. Stephen Tobolowski we've got on Thursday. Uh, stay tuned, though. This is Talk Radio. Paul Ross is coming up after the news.